Welcome back on well, episode four. Unapologetically melanated. Melanated. Episode four. Episode four. Let's get to it. Let's get Let's get Okay. So um, we're going to start off talking about what we're drinking on today, which is, we're not really drinking. It's a, it's doing a little just, shot. Just one. Just, yeah, I'm it's literally two, two o'clock. So. <laughs> yeah, I can't do too much. <laughs> I'll probably do two because Crown don't. Really get yeah. me crunk like that. If anything, chill me out. But today's drink, we are doing a Crown Royal Vanilla. vanilla. So Mia got it over there on her you side. And yeah, you know, Crown Royal is one of the, just feel like one, I think it's something everybody drink. I don't think yeah. I ever. I never met someone who was like, I don't want no Crown. I don't like that. Yeah. And yeah. even if you don't like the vanilla, they got. The apple. The apple, the caramel one. The uh, There's another one I feel like I'm missing. They got the one that's, I think it's a Crown Royal Black. I have no idea. I don't know what the flavor is, though. It ain't got the nasty as regular one. Yeah. No one likes the regular flavor. Okay. So we're chasing with water. Chasing with water because we have to stay hydrated, y'all. Yeah. Hydration. Hydrate, hydrate, hydrate. And I don't know that out the way. Okay. Cheers. Cheers to being black women. Clink, clink. Tastes like vanilla. We liquor. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's start with our wins Woo. and losses of the week. Any wins for you? So my win was that we, I hosted like a little Christmas sweater party with my friends. So I'm low-key. I feel like now I'm I'm, is, I'm giving event planner, get of together. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, really low-key of our group. We're making the evites. Like, hey, yeah. you know, let's do one, two, three. So I'm the I like the bringing social, the food. <laughs> I like bringing the food. I'm the social. Butterfly gatherer of the group but yeah Yeah. um i threw like a little christmas sweater party with me and my friend group it was fun everybody wore sweaters which i was super excited about because that's what i was scared of like i hate when you have a theme and people don't follow the theme because one that means you didn't put no effort into following the theme or it's just Mm -hmm. or something like it's like it's not that hard to find a christmas sweater yeah so it's supposed to be ugly christmas sweater but at the end of the day i just need you to wear a christmas sweater so everybody wore a sweater, so everyone understood the assignment. So I'm so happy. But we had fun. We made like um we had like a little holiday drink competition. Who can make the best drink? Mia mm-hmm. made some bomb like Christmas mimosas. Yeah, it was good. It was really good. But um we had fun. We took pictures. Y'all can go check out uh check out my Instagram, my TikTok. I did like a reel and a TikTok of everybody's sweaters if you want to check that out. But yeah, that is my win. My loss is that I accidentally bought some jeans that are too small and they were non-refundable, so now I can't take them back. Where are you getting from? Um, I got them from it was a store in the mall. I can't think of the name of one of them like little stores that be in the mall, but they don't let you try clothes on. Oh yeah. So I was I keep forgetting that I have put on muscle. Mm-hmm. So I keep forgetting. So I like be underestimating like how much muscle I've like like mm-hmm. weight that I've gained. So I got a five, I should have got a seven. And yeah, so that shit did not come up. Like, it kind of got past my knees, and then after that, it was 
I'll try them on. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> I was about to say, I might just honestly give them to you. You can probably fit them, but yes, that was my loss of the week because I hate spending money for no reason. So Yeah, don't be y'all. Uh, yeah, yeah, but that was my loss. So, my, my turn. Yeah. Okay, my win <laughs> this week. So, I gained three new clients. I'm training hey. my god hey. sister and my god mom, which I'm super excited. I love training my family and people that are close to me. It means a lot to me. And I'm um, training someone else that... I, 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 she gave she she found me on Instagram. So, um, I have a few more people that I'm talking to this week. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited that that my uh, clients are growing. We love to see. Yes, my loss was you know I had food poisoning oh, last yeah. Wednesday. I was down and out. I had Skoloskis. I love Skoloskis. So I'm like hurt <laughs> <laughs> that because yeah, you had the, the pizza, chicken avocado. Yeah, it's like my favorite pizza, and it, like it do be busted, it tasted though. the same. So whenever my stomach started hurting, I was like, what? And like, I thought like it was going to be, oh, I'm just using the restroom, be fine. Mm-hmm. But I got nauseated. I literally threw up from like 11 a.m. I mean, p.m. to like six o'clock in the morning. Oh so therefore God. I had to miss work, of course. Mm-hmm. I thought I was going to bounce back because I can bounce back quick after being sick. But I'm, I could not. I feel like today, like I still, I'm still kind of feeling it. It's just like I haven't. I just get uncomfortable when I eat because I yeah. just think about everything. I literally was throwing my my guts out. Like, I definitely literally. Understand. That's how it was before I went to the Tiana Taylor yeah. concert. And it's just like, I feel like I threw up everything that was everything. in me. And it's hard to recover. To it, recover. Do, it do take a couple of uh, days to recover yeah. from food poisoning because you do be scared to eat, yeah. bro. <laughs> like, I'll be like, I don't want to go through that again. But I'm okay now. So. He's back and she's better than yes. ever. Uh, I'm glad you are feeling better because yes, I remember you uh, telling me that. So hurt because that that flat bread is so yeah, good. Yeah, and I'm like, should I go? But I will go back. But I'm gonna wait a while because I really <laughs> like the pizza. Like, it's good. I wonder if it was like the avocado that was old yeah. or something. I was wondering if that or just like maybe the meat wasn't cooked, cooked all the way. Yeah. That could be it. Well, get it together, Schlosskis. Be heard, my again. <laughs> okay, so let's move into the song of the of week. The week, okay. Well, it's closer to you, so I'll let you take yes. it. Song good. I'm singing song for y'all while she doing it. Song good week is me and song good week. Okay. All right, guys. Give me a second. I'm unlocking my phone so I can play it. So this song is by Alex Isley. Okay. It's called Le Brie. So L A and then space B R E A. Okay. Right. <laughs> Did not think it break me. All right. 
I feel like that's very nice. vibey. Yeah, it's like a song about just following your dreams and stuff. I like listening to music like that because uh, I feel like everybody can relate to like trying to follow, literally follow your dreams. It's like very encouraging. So that is Labrie. So L A B R E A. And who is it by again? Alex Isley. Alex Isley. Okay, that was good. I like um, very vibey. I feel like that's the type of music I like to listen to when I'm. Uh, Chilling or when I'm like cleaning mm-hmm. and stuff, or even when I'm working, I can't do all the shooting my bang bangs. Yeah, so but I, I twerk like no. That's it now, baby. <laughs> okay, um, my song is y'all probably already heard it, but it's been stuck in my head. I feel like I randomly sing it throughout the day, especially me and Holly. So it is "Own It" by Jasmine Sullivan and Ari Lennox. So I'm gonna play some of it. Love that song. Love both of them to death. Both really great artist, uh, artists. Two of my favorite uh, R&B artists. But yeah, y'all know that song basically about sex, honestly. But just in a more subtle way, I feel like. Classy. Singing it, yeah, singing it uh, classy and beautifully. But yes, Own It by Jasmine Sullivan and uh, Ari Lennox. All right. Movie or TV show of the week? Got one? I'm right, still I'm watching uh, Dynasty. You talked about that the first episode. <laughs> I literally, the only thing about, I'm just not a spoiler, but a spoiler, they randomly be switching to actors and actresses. I don't know why. Like the same character, but yes, it's been, like, I girl, hate when shows we do that. see that they look absolutely <laughs> freaking different and it's making me feel uncomfortable. Who is this? Literally, they did that to two of like, the main character, two of the main characters, but one of the main characters did to her twice. So I'm just like, what? That's yeah, awkward. if you keep Not watching twice. it, you're going to see, like, what the hell. And they usually, in a show, I feel like they do it to maybe one of the characters. They might switch it out, but not several. I'm like, and what's then going several on time. with uh, casting? Maybe they're not paying them enough. Because it's weird. <laughs> it's, like, literally, it's confusing. When you start a new season, and it's, like, the same character, but a different person. Just like, like who is that? Yeah. Who it is? So, my, um, I guess, it's a movie and a show. It's a short series, a uh, true story. Mm-hmm. Uh, with Kevin Hart and Wesley Snipes, and who else was in it? I've been hearing a lot of good stuff. It it was really good, but yeah, they was the main characters. What is it about? So basically, like the synopsis is Kevin Hart. It's kind of almost like Kevin Hart is kind of playing himself, but it's not like a true story, obviously. So he's like a famous comedian, mm-hmm. and basically, his brother comes. To, he goes like back to his hometown to do some, you know, working whatever, and his brother come and visit him. They go out on a night and a girl end up dead in his bed and like his brother help him cover it up. Is and it then, a comedy? No. Action. It's like actually Kevin Hart in a series where I don't oh, know if you've okay. seen Fatherhood too. I have But seen Kevin that. Hart, cute movie. He has more of a seriousness in that movie. So it's really it's kind of cool seeing him take on a different role. Okay. Other than being like, you know, just extra funny, like seeing him actually take on more serious roles. 
So it has more of a serious undertone okay, cool. to it. You know, every now and then there's like little, you know, like maybe, but it's not like ha ha funny. Um, like not usual it's like Kevin a Hart storyline. A good yeah, movie. it's an actual good storyline. Like have to check it out. Yeah, you should, it was like seven, no seven nine episodes, something like this. A oh, short it's a show. It's like or a, a show, but it's 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 supposed to be like a a short story okay. type thing. Okay, so it's not like a. A full on, I don't see there being like, oh, season two. You know, okay. I think it's just supposed to be for that. Like a one it, and done. Yeah, one and done type thing. But yeah, and so then basically like, then his brother helped him cover it up. And then mm-hmm. it's just like stuff that's going on from there and, you okay. know, all that type. But it was really good though. Cool. So, but a lot of people been saying good things about it. Like I said, it was really good seeing Kevin Hart in more of a series. It was interesting okay. seeing him in his seriousness, but it was a good storyline. So I like that you should watch it. It's on Netflix if y'all want to watch it. Right. Okay, let's get into some black, black excellence. excellence. Okay, guys, so today we are wearing our black excellence. So my shirt says brunch, brunch and bullshit kind of day. If you're in the camera, you can see. So don't we just love a day where all we do is brunch and bullshit? Okay, because that's a Sunday sometimes for me. Look that. Just, I'm trying to get an angle. But it's like, you know, those days with your girls. My shirt, by the way, guys, it's yellow. Um, it's cute. So Black font. Black, uh, Bev shirt says... Out here making black, black girl. curse. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like I burp every episode in the middle of talking. All right, take two. Okay. My shirt says, <laughs> out here making black herstory. Hey. hey. So my shirt is black and then it's uh, white lettering, but it's so cute. Yeah. If you're listening, just, you know, go on YouTube right now and see. Go on right now. Right now. <laughs> and look at our shirts. So background about our shirts. So these shirts are made by Natalia Vaughn's. She's a creative, she, well, on her website, it says creative concept consulting design. So I met her. She's my mom's best friend. So um, she also goes by Mother Hustler. Mother Hustler. uh, I love her Instagram and TikTok name. You should follow her on TikTok. She's really funny. But she's a a mommy of three. And she has actually has a baby on the way. I love seeing moms be entrepreneurs. I love seeing it because it's just, it's already hard being a mom, but then like starting your own business and do your own thing too. I love to see it. Yes. So, um, she really creates good eye-catching t-shirts with like sassy slugs as you can see. So, I'm actually going to go on her website real quick and just read y'all some of the captions on the shirts so y'all can get the feel of like her vibe. So, her her, um, oldest son is an athlete. Okay. He plays football for a D1 school. So, she has shirts to say educated athlete. Cool. Um, one that says, no weapons, you know, like mm-hmm. in scripture. Um, one that says, thou shalt not try me. Mom's 24-7. <laughs> so she makes her own, like, mommy verses and stuff. Yeah. Um, she has one that says, Barbara, Michelle, Maxine, Kamala, Stacy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can get a, um, like, a customized Santa stocking oh, for cool. Christmas. She also does totes. She has manifest her. So just like it's very I much like empowering. I'm to get that empowering. One. Today was a good day by Ice Cube. The devil be lying, and it's like Ernie said, "That's what Jesus said." <laughs> uh, it says, "Shawty, you the shit." <laughs> um, um, yeah, uppity Negro. <laughs> one of them says, "Don't be an ass. Wear a mask until the kids can get back." <laughs> sister, sister, big bones. I wonder what make her think it is. Fly as a mother. So she spells mother because her name is Mother Hustler. Uh-huh. But mother is M-U-T-H-A. Okay, that's what I kind of yeah. feel. Yeah. I, I love it. You know what I like about, because you sent me some of them too, whenever we were deciding which ones we wanted. I like that. I love people with the t-shirt companies, you know, yeah. whatever. But some, 
the slogans be so damn corny. I cannot. Yeah. I be like, well, I think hers is like funny and original, but not corny. Like irrelevant. I feel like yeah, and relevant too. Mm-hmm. So when you send them, I had like the ones that she had because yeah. I was just kind of like, I don't know. A lot of times, these t-shirt I companies like can be kind of corny. So hers is not. I really liked uh, those. The yes. uppity negro. So she's also funny. made a few. Um, Tank tops that I tank tops that I have for my business, like the motor. Oh, yeah. that's who made your so shirts. Okay. The shirts is very much high quality. Like it's cotton, yeah. but it's like it feels good. It's high quality. The letter, cause she actually makes this. Uh huh. So like the letters, I feel like if you wash it, it's not gonna like peel, peel off, off and stuff. Like the, yeah. yeah, I get what she's saying. Uh, the shirts are about twenty two dollars, by the way. So it's very much affordable. Um, you go if you go to her website, it's www.nataliaNicole.com. Of course, we'll put it in the show notes if you want to check mm-hmm. her out. Go you check can also out. hire her to make things for you. So if you want a shirt, you want a, if you want like she's literally she creates. She's a designer, mm-hmm. so she can like personalize, make logos and cute stuff for you, Let's like she see. did for my t-shirts. So she's like what a creative design consultant or yeah. something like that. That's, okay, cool. So she can make logos. I mean, she can make you something to put for water bottles, mm-hmm. bags, like stuff like that. That makes cups, I love that. I love creative people. Stuff like that. So I wish I was that creative. If you want to like actually do like a consultation with her, you mm-hmm. would just email her like whatever your your idea, what mm-hmm. you're trying to do. Her email is hire at natalia.com. So see. we'll put that in the show notes as well. Yes. So if you want some customization, some personalized stuff, she does that as well. I love it. I love this shirt. It feels so good. And it fits well too. Mm-hmm. Like, cause what is a size small? It's a small. We both got on smalls. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, for reference, we both have on smalls, but it's kind of like a. It's not like it's a, a short big small. Yeah, yeah, it's not like a short small. It's like the shirt. It's goes a t-shirt, down. so it's long. Yeah, it's not like I don't know. Yeah. Like you know, yeah. sometimes I get a size small. Maybe on my, I got big shoulders, mm-hmm. so I be needing room. <laughs> yeah. So thank you for the t-shirt. Yes, so cute. We love them. Dun, da, da, da. Yeah. Horse three. <laughs> <laughs> okay, for sure, black business. So okay. mine is Miss Meach. Did my nails. Hey. So my girl Michi, aka Demetria, she is a nail tech. She is a Fort Worth based nail tech. And boom. Oh wait, I don't know if y'all can see. Boom. These are my nails. She posted them on Instagram. She did post them on Instagram. They're on my Instagram too. But this is my personal nail tech. I know a lot of people um ask me who I go to. And Michi is my girl. So her Instagram is at Meach underscore did my nails. It will be in the um description box as mm-hmm. well. And the way you book with her is uh, her booking website will be in the description box. But if you go on her Instagram, the link is there, too. You go on there and booking is super easy. All you do is choose the date. And mm-hmm. uh, she already kind of got like the prices, like the base price for, you know, if you add on some extra stuff, you, you know, that it's type of thing. Here. Yeah. But um, base price. So this is the um, Christmas freestyle. That's it's what. Beautiful. Thank you. Like she did a really good job. She showed out on a nail art on this yeah, because she- I. We was not thinking bling too much. We wanted to keep it cute. So it's like snowflake. Keep it cute and festive. Yeah, like a plaid look. Uh, really another, cute. she hand drew this snowflake. That she did really good, a sweater type thing. And then like a French tip type snowflake type thing. But I love that. Yeah, she did a really good job. But y'all go check her out on Instagram. She has, that is who touched my nails, who has been doing my nails for over a year now. No one else. No one else touches my nails. But no, Michi is great. She is a mother, too, of mm-hmm. three. three. All yeah. of her kids are so adorable. adorable. But like I said, I love moms that are entrepreneurs because it's already hard being a mom. Yeah. So they always get my um, respect. Like, you know, yeah. having your own business and having children. And then, of course, her being young, too. Yeah. So um, and balancing all that, being like 25, dealing mm-hmm. with all that. 
So check out. So shout out to the mom mompreneurs. Mompreneurs yes. out there. Shout out to the mompreneurs because it's hard enough being an entrepreneur in general. But then like having several kids on I don't top know how of y'all that. Do it. I don't know how y'all do it either. <laughs> but y'all y'all got my y'all got my praises on that. Yeah. But again, her Instagram's at Meech underscore did my nails. Fort Worth based. You can book through her site. But she can do whatever it is. Yeah, she yeah. will shape the hell out your nails too. That's one thing. You should make them shapes. You want coffee, it's gonna be coughing. You want square, it's gonna be squirt. That's good. Like she does a really good job. So y'all check my girl out. Okay. Now let's move on to lifestyle. Yes. Okay. So today we're talking about um attending a PWI. You don't know a PWI is predominantly white institution, aka college. Mm-hmm. Um, as a black woman, just gonna give we're just a black student, student in general. Yeah, yeah you know, but, so uh, for us, us black women, yeah, you know, just talking about our experiences, giving y'all some tips and advice. Um, you know, if you are in college, you are at a PWI, or you're thinking about going to one, just talking mm-hmm. about our having a hard time, like you know, this your first semester, second yeah. first year type thing, or so. even if you're just going to college, maybe you can relate as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, like me and Mia, as yeah. we stated before, we met at Tarleton, which was a PWI. That's where we went to school at. Mm-hmm. And um, it's based off like in the country, you know. So one thing I will say is our experience at a PWI might be a little bit different because of the location. Yeah. We went to a smaller school. Like, at the time, it was D2. Now it's D1. Like but a small, com- white conservative town. Like, yeah. Like- Versus like, let's say if you went to UNT. Or you TCU. Went yeah. Yeah. Or something like that where it's still kind of like more still of a mixture-ish yeah. of people. But uh, and it's just a bigger city in yeah, general. We're in like, a very small country. Yeah, country, country town. conservative yeah. area. So our experience might be a little bit different versus if you go to like a bigger mm-hmm. PWI in a bigger city. You know, like I said, like TCU, yeah. UNT, something like that, whatever SMU, you know, yeah. type thing. So I guess first we'll say like, as a black person, you're not a sellout mm-hmm. because like you know how it'd be like, oh, you didn't go to HBCU. It's just like. Go wherever you want to mm-hmm. to get your education. It's so literally okay to go to a PWI. Yeah. It's okay. You don't have to go to HBCU. Yeah, if you don't want to. It's just like if you want that. I'm not gonna sit here and act like that. Sometimes while after I graduated college, I really did wish I yeah. had an HBCU mm-hmm. experience. But I do think also it's the school that we specifically went to yeah. was like in some things. One of the things was like sororities and fraternities, yeah. like black ones. We and, only had um, two. Like, we only had two for each gender. So Literally, we had Zetas females, and we had Sigmas, and that yeah. was it. And they were like a very small group. But like versus like, like yeah. my boyfriend went to UNT yeah. and he's an alpha. But they have like the divine lines out there, and it's a much bigger thing mm-hmm. that's there. So they were able to experience that at a PWI. So I I say those type of things are important to you, which I feel like you don't think they're important to you until you're missing out on yeah. them type things, like some of those experiences. So that's... Like, like you know you want to do that. You shouldn't go to a school, a school that, that does not offer offer that. Yeah, now, me, I necessarily, like, crossing wasn't a priority yeah, for me, we were, but it does kind of suck. That, yeah, because yeah, I was we an were athlete, athlete at so, the time, yeah. so that was more of my priority, but it does suck that I feel like I also didn't have a choice yeah, either. Yeah, didn't. And whether I wanted to or not, mm-hmm. you know, it's just kind of like, you can't because it's not available mm-hmm. unless you, literally. you, know, squ- you switch schools, literally. So that's kind of like the downside a little bit about it. But um, like Mia said, you're not a sellout. Mm-hmm. My thing, I guess, for me was more, I guess my number one priority when it came to choosing school was the actual program mm-hmm. and what I could benefit and the opportunities that came out of the program. Yeah. So Tarleton had a really good psychology program. I also looked up 
what master programs they had just in case I wanted to stay at the school Mm -hmm. instead of trying to look, you know, a whole bunch of elsewhere, which I did end up, you know, staying there for graduate school, too. So that's probably my priority when it came to is researching the actual program that I wanted. And I looked at some HBCU ones, too, and things like that. But my ultimate decision was coming there also was for track Track, because there was an opportunity to run as well. Mm -hmm. So I was just kind of like it was less. I think more and something I wish I think when it came to choosing a college, I did look more at like the like the uh, social aspect of it mm-hmm. and clubs and opportunities. Yeah, I didn't look at that. I, I was looking at sports. I didn't think no better. I was looking it. at sports and I looked at the program. Yeah. And that's what I cared about. And it's like once you get out there, you kind of get settled in. You're in your sport. Mm-hmm. You're in your program. And it's kind of like too late to leave. And it's like, mm-hmm. I'm already graduated. That's how I felt. Yeah. And yeah. I feel like everything happens for a reason. So mm-hmm. I think that it was perfect. Like for me, like that's, like, of course, we had our complaints. Yeah. But overall, like, me in getting into fitness, like, mm-hmm. being a college athlete has a lot to do with my confidence and, like, knowing how to live, especially meeting Coach Sharp. Yeah, so Coach Sharp is Love our Coach strength Sharp. and conditioning coach. Was a She's black a black woman. woman mm-hmm. So, like, that's very rare for a woman, especially a black woman, to be the head in a strength and conditioning program of all sports. I'm mm-hmm. talking about football, everything. And so she was super patient with us and hard on us. Yes. But she made sure that, like, my form was right versus mm-hmm. the man we had before, before. He didn't care about that. He didn't care about us. He didn't in care general, about the program. The, like, like the tra- track. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. It was like a, I don't know. He was weird. We ain't going to drag him. We ain't going to talk him. Yeah, we ain't going to drag him. But it was him, like, man. I feel he like. He was not a good coach. Yeah. We can say that. <laughs> I just feel like if I didn't go to Tarleton, I probably wouldn't have ran or took track seriously. Mm-hmm. I would never came across Coach Sharp. I never would have been comfortable with lifting weights. I love Coach Sharp. I still talk to her now. Yeah. That's, that's my girl. But yeah, yeah. Coach Sharp is. Like, I feel like it was a good example of just seeing a black woman in a good thriving. position, thriving in her position. <laughs> Getting respect. And and people respected her, too. And we no love undermining, seeing it. Yeah. Yeah. So, but um, <laughs> I feel like we just get so yeah. off track. But yeah, basically, long story short, you're not a sellout if you go to a PD. Yeah. At the end of the day, we're trying to get, you know, a higher education, education and at that's the end all of the day. That so it's like you choose PW, uh, PWI, uh, HBCU, you go to a junior college, community college. Do what's best for we'll you. Do what's best for you and what you feel like will mm-hmm. overall benefit you. What I will say, though, is just try to think about all aspects of college, which is really mm-hmm. hard when you are young and you don't know, especially when you're first generation. Mm-hmm. I was first we, we generation. Are, yeah. So it's just like, I didn't know anybody in my family mm-hmm. that went to college for me to ask them, so what should I be looking out for? Yeah. I was kind of doing it myself, so I didn't know no better. Mm-hmm. So, okay, I'm like, okay, sports, education, right? Yeah. And you don't think about all the extra stuff that you, and of course you make the best of yeah. it when you're there, but it's just kind of like, I will say, think about the things that are important to you, but also just think about the clubs, the social yeah, life, you know you the opportunities, those yeah. type of things. Really consider those because they might be more important to you. Because I didn't realize how important they was. Like, I'm a very social person. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like I could now see myself maybe crossing, being in a bunch of clubs and things mm-hmm. like that. Because I am a social person. Now I'm very, I, like in high school, I was active in a bunch of stuff. Yeah. So it's kind of like I wish I had more opportunity in that if I chose to do it. So mm-hmm. I will say just do your research when it comes to that so that way you won't feel stuck at a school yeah. you know so so i would say as a black person going to going to a PD, pwi find strength within the black community yes and but which is one thing i feel like the black community is going to help you thrive and prosper yes you know what i'm saying so res, like representation matters mm-hmm. and so when you 
are like the only black face you see a lot. Mm-hmm. It feels just you feel home, you feel connected, and you feel okay mm-hmm. when you find that black community. So I think mm-hmm. that's important. Like, don't isolate yourself. I feel like my freshman year, like the first semester, that's what I did a lot until like, you know, we start hanging out mm-hmm. more so the second semester. But I was like, I just didn't do nothing because I just, I would try though, but I just still felt different. I, I, didn't, yeah. I wasn't clicking. And it, I don't even want to say it was like a race thing while I wasn't clicking. It's just kind of like, I'm not clicking with these people that I, I live with or live by. Because mm-hmm. you know how... You're almost in a forced situation. Yeah, forced is just mm-hmm. like... And it don't help that like these... A lot of the, the kids that go to, went to Tarleton, like they all come from like a similar town. Mm-hmm. Like small Stephen, town, like, small conservative town. type it's people. just yeah. like... You just not... You come from big city, small... T- it's just like sometimes you just don't click, click with mm-hmm. people, you know? So finding your friends, it don't have to be just like black people mm-hmm. or minorities, but finding that community for yourself that's going to help you thrive and prosper. Yeah, so for me, my experience was a little different my first semester because I went looking for that like mm-hmm. as soon as I got on camp. So, you know, first person I became friends with was Keyshonda, mm-hmm. and we lived on the same hall. Her, Carissa, Jeremy, we're all black. So I feel like we all kind of clicked up, and I still talk to all of them mm-hmm. now, and that was freshman year. So, um... But for me, one thing that I did was I joined a club Mm -hmm. and it was like a women's uh, empowerment mentorship type Mm -hmm. thing. And that's how I ended up meeting black women on campus Mm -hmm. with that, because um, I believe it was for minority black women, because now that I'm thinking about it, I can't remember like a white white woman was the head of it. Mm -hmm. But I can't remember like there being an actual like white student. Mm -hmm. It was like predominantly black and Hispanic. So that's what I did my first semester. I found out about it just, you know, they be on campus talking, oh, come join this, da-da-da. And I remember seeing it at a booth, and it was like a group of mm-hmm. black girls. So I was like, okay, you know. So went over there, did my talking, as I mm-hmm. usually do. And I ended up joining the club, and I actually became friends with them. So I feel like my semester, I kind of found, like, the black community a little faster mm-hmm. because I actively kind of went searching, searching for, it. for yeah. it. So joining, like, clubs, you know, uh, we had, like, the... There's like a black excellence uh, type of club. There was the minority alliance thing. So I mm-hmm. joined things like that. That's how I was able. And I feel like eventually, you know, you just start meeting people yeah. over time type thing. But I just know first semester, the thing I did, I kind of went searching mm-hmm. for it. And um, also, I'm, I'm naturally more social as well. So, like, I feel like that's how me and Mia started talking anyways. Mm-hmm. I just like, I'm just talking to me and Mia's like, you know what? I'm going to talk back to her. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just kind of like... But that's what I did. And I became friends with some older girls that were like in graduate school. So I would go to the parties with them. And then I would go to events with them and the football games and the things like that. So that's kind of how. find a club or yeah, some type of organization. Or, where you organization feel. helped me find. And then yeah. being around them introduced me to More other people, people that was at the so school. So like networking. And then it was just kind of yeah. like going from there. So I feel like that's kind of how I started off. And then, of course, track, you know, mm-hmm. um, majority of what? Track football basketball is black yeah so it's just kind of like i've always noticed that at colleges mm -hmm. that like predominantly the black population are athletes literally and that's how we you know we met other people too so not everybody might be athletes but i do strongly uh suggest joining some type of minority like excellence like black empowerment type of club because that's what helped me start Mm -hmm. meeting people and even if I feel like you are a shy person or maybe you're not super social. It'll help you come out But your it will, it'll help yeah. you come out your shell and just meet new people. Because the girls I was with, they were like seniors in grad school. So meeting them, I feel like just helped me get out there more mm-hmm. and just explore more my first semester. And then I feel like by the second semester, that's 
when I was strongly with like you and Holly and that, and that's when we was more clicked yeah. up. So I do suggest joining some type of club or organization. You don't have to be the first week you get there, yeah. but just kind of considering them because that really did help me find the black population. And then like Mia said, just in doing that, also being careful of just because these folks are black, like, don't yeah. mean that you, you don't should have to click up with them. You don't have to be friends with them too, because just like, and this can be any group, like you can have some messy white folks. You have some messy Hispanic folks, some messy black folks. It's just more finding like that group that y'all are like-minded and you're yeah. going to thrive and things like that. But I also feel like when it comes to like party atmospheres, social events and stuff yeah. like that, the black community find gathers we, and it's naturally do, yeah. gathers in itself anyways. Yeah. And y'all make the most fun of it because like, just think about parties. We didn't really have like, we did not huge parties, but they because, was fun though. Yeah, It's just like, or like, I'm not going to go to nobody frat house. That too. It's I'm not going like, to lie. I, I only know. went to, I did not ever. I was two just like, I or three. I, I went my here. first semester once and i actually went with the guy that i went to high school with and he he's black though but he like knew some people so we went i was wildly uncomfortable there and then i went Instead of you in somebody's house yeah That's and then the i thing, went twice yeah. with my ex and i was i just would be like i feel like i didn't i don't know it's just kind of like it's not like they were mean or anything like, to me it's someone's house you don't know yeah and then it's just yeah. kind of like and that many black folks here. Yeah. So it's just it's like, like I, should I be? And you think about the stereotype movies. And yeah, stuff, it's like, like yeah. should I be here? So one thing about it is when I feel like when we had parties, of course, black people gonna spread the word. You know, social media talking. Y'all going to Legion? <laughs> <laughs> the times we had there very much hectic for loco, crazy MD it. times. But um, I feel like just naturally, you will start finding the parties and the social events and the tailgate uh, mm -hmm. things to go to and stuff like that. It just kind of takes a little bit of time, but I do feel like you do have to put some effort into yeah. finding those things as well because you, you are at a predominantly white institution. So most of the stuff you're probably going to see is, you know, yeah. non-black people posting it. So, um, yeah, just like I said, joining yeah. those groups, it, it does take effort to find that community and to find those people. You have to be more open-minded because if you kind of close off, I feel like, you're going to be kind of miserable yeah, while you're there, too. Literally. So it's just kind of like you put that effort into finding that community. And sometimes that community comes to you, too. Might be a group of other people. And yeah. I'm like, hey, you know, talking to you, da, da, da. And I feel like we all know we had a PWI, you know. So it's kind of like like you naturally gravitate to each other anyways. But, yeah, so just really putting effort into finding that group. Groups, that, organizations, Yeah, that's friends, great for yeah. you. And then, like I said, just putting effort into finding the social events and things like that so you can meet more of the people in the actually have a good time yeah that's all the advice i could give um i'll say that. like because i feel like the thing that probably people think of the most going to a pwi is dealing with racism and yeah. i feel like that's the first thing that people go into their mind is but okay, it's like, more micro it's not like, i don't think i personally have had anybody mm -hmm. come up to me and like call me the n-word or say something yeah, like racist to my face it's not aggressive like yeah, but that also does not mean that other people haven't experienced yeah, that either. I just exactly. know personally, I haven't, but I, the thing that I probably was irritated the most about was being at bars and things like that and, and hearing people the say N -word. the N-word, songs coming on, they're drunk. Because you can't do anything about but, it. If if 10 white people said the N-word, you can't knock you everybody just, out. Yeah. You can't like start yelling and like, you have to literally Especially, suppress how yeah, you Yeah, and that's, I think that's one of the things. It's yeah. kind of hard because it's like choosing when to fight battles mm -hmm. or not. So literally. I think more for me, it's like, I'm not going to lie, there has been times if like we asked, I just remember one time I was leaving a bar and it was this non-black dude and he was next to me and he was like, 
some, 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 what's up, nigga? And I was like, what? And I turned around, I looked mm-hmm. at him, and he was like, oh, no, remember we was at the pool? Yeah. And that one dude kept trying to convince us that he was mixed, but he was he was white. He literally didn't and he ask. Was like, some, I think some, he some. said it, and I just stared at him. Yeah, and he was like, I feel like you're lying, because you because come to, he, oh, I'm black. I didn't, I yeah, just looked at Yeah, we literally just ask. gave him a look, and he was just like, Because why are oh, you yelling? <laughs> oh, and he was drunk, and he yeah. was like literally yelling at us. And me and me was like, mm, <laughs> we don't care. Uh, why are you saying that word, you know? And I just feel like, that's kind of the thing that you yeah. deal with a lot is like them slick trying to say shit like that. Yeah. Or um, I think probably some of the more difficult things is like Trump was running for president oh, during that yeah. time while Especially we was in college. In that, that was a Trump, Trump yee, yee train hall. town. Like, Trump 2020, yes. 20, yes. 20 forever like, town. Because I, yeah. I lived in that city. I just moved back from Stephenville in February. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I when I got out of college, I, I stayed there because I was working. And so when you deal with the actual general population, that's a whole different story yeah. for another day. But that type of stuff is so uncomfortable when you see yeah. the hats, the flags, the t-shirts, the masks. You see, mm-hmm. I'm, I didn't even know you could buy apparel okay, with all this stuff on. And it's just like... They got the flags yeah. on the back of their truck, like, things like that. Flags bigger than us. Yeah. I'm talking about six-foot flags. Yeah. Like, it's just like... I never seen any like Biden flags like that. And I'm like, just because of this town that I'm in, I was just felt like I don't even see I was that in, in general a simulation. Being Dallas. Yeah, when I lived there, I'm like, it almost felt like he wasn't in a real world out yes, there. Yes, I like, seen flags that said like "fuck Biden." I'm like, yeah, okay. I was just like, awesome. You don't have to yeah, like, like him, but I'm like, I would never lie. go get a flag like, to say "fuck anybody" and put it on my truck. I don't care enough. It's just like yeah. sometimes the hatred could be so deep. Yeah, it's just true. awkward. It's. And it's it also, it's like, awkward. it makes you, I feel like it just kind of make you be in a pissed off mood yeah. a little bit too. And you it's like, you don't want, and you see, you see that. that. And you just like, the fuck? You know, and it just be like extra as hell. Like, okay, if you voted for him, cool. cool. But it's like, why you got all these flags and all this, and you throwing it in my face? Yeah. I do not care. Like, uh, one of the issues I dealt with was my first roommate. She oh, was like, yeah, wildly, the Confederate flag. Yeah, she was wildly that conservative. Was I never and, seen the Confederate flag in person until I got to college. Yeah, like my, my roommate was like, a random uh, white girl, and she was like, so go- she first asked me to put the Confederate flag on our door that we shared. Yeah. I said, fuck no. Because what I lean in, of course, she's like, oh, it represents the South. I don't care about none of that shit. Like, why you feel so comfortable asking a black person? Yeah, that? and I was just like, no. But like, me and her had our issues. Yeah. She ended up leaving. Red flag. And she should. Number one. Yeah, because, yeah, that was definitely a uh, red flag. But there was also some things that she said to me that was like, not even borderline racist. It's just like she wasn't saying the n-word or nothing but it was just stuff she was saying i was just like girl you sound prejudiced or racist so me and her didn't get along and then she tried to book up to me one time and that didn't go well so we didn't fight or anything but i was just like you know what you guys to go so i wasn't that experience my first message is dealing with somebody who's conservative who's probably cultural differences yeah because like really with roommates that shit random yeah possibly living with someone who is like it yeah. could be your best friend or your worst enemy, yeah. honestly. But I just kind of like, yeah, when that, that conservative flag, dang, then I remember one time she said something about, oh, I kissed a black guy once, almost threw up. It was disgusting. I was like, bitch, what? Yeah. I don't dick you in your shit. It would be like stuff like stuff that. Like and that. I'd be like, But what the, the thing fuck? about it is sometimes I'm not giving them gra- people grace, but they literally be don't be knowing better. It's because I also worked in the schools too. Mm-hmm. So I'd be like, you know, I'm literally the first black person some of these kids have mm-hmm. seen. And I'm just like, why the hell y'all not teaching y'all kids about humans? Like, this one girl literally asked me, was my skin, was I born like this? 
Really? Or did I get a tan? Maybe like, you say you had like an Africa shape yeah, necklace. Yeah, they don't and... be like the kids didn't. And I'm talking about like nine. She don't yeah. know what a black person is. Like, what the hell? Yeah, when I worked at that school too, I remember they used to, why you wear your hair like that? Like, I, yeah. I wear it up in like a wrap or something like that. Why you wear your hair like that? How you get like that? And I never thought anything of them being like trying to be racist. I think yeah, they genuinely like ju- a, did not know. They, like a lack of literally knowledge. So yeah. learning, I guess, what I'm trying to say is being patient with the lack of knowledge. Yeah. That like some, especially white people who don't be around nobody but white people, they don't know nothing about nothing. Yeah. But besides like white Very close-minded. And I feel like they don't yeah. even try to be. And so, because like one of our best friends is white. And so I'll text her like mm-hmm. how many times... Cause like you know we change our hair, mm-hmm. just people asking me and trying to touch and stuff. I I'm frustrated, so I'm texting her about it, and she just literally told me it's not because all the time it's not because they're trying to like make fun of you, make you feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. They literally just have never seen it, and they just have questions. So she yeah. told me like be patient. It's like you shouldn't have to, but just be patient and just literally try to educate yeah, people when they ask like you. She's like cultured, like yeah. she knows stuff, so it's kind of and that's part of the reason why like. We don't have to deal with none yeah. of that with her because she already knew before even meeting us. But like, and of course she learned stuff being friends with yeah. us too, you know. But like, yeah, some like it's like for some people they genuinely don't know, and then some people are outwardly just like. But I feel like sometimes you can mostly tell when they're outwardly, being but just dealing with the microaggressions. Like, per- I, I'll say just be prepared for it. Yeah, and try to because handle it, it is- with grace and not get aggressive and get defensive. Just yeah. literally handle it as gracefully as you can because you're gonna get. Those looks, you're gonna get those questions. Mm-hmm. Especially you're gonna feel awkward um, sometimes. It's just kind of what comes. I, feel I think like with more it. for me, I feel more uncomfortable actually going to like a Walmart or a grocery store versus being on campus. Yeah, I feel like the more general of getting, popu- yeah, the general population of the town. But like I said, we was in a small conservative town, so it might be different if you go into a PWI in Fort Worth or Dallas. Yeah. There's more of a variety of people, so it might not be as much in town. It might be more you just experience just on mm-hmm. campus. But I feel like it's not just the on-campus thing for us. It was the in-town, in, in-town too. Yeah. You go to Walmart, and they staring at you, and it's just like, okay, you know. I remember mm-hmm. one time this dude was like, I had like my afro out, and he said something super rude and was like, oh, I thought I was having a bad hair day. And it's just mm-hmm. like, first of all, sir, you're balding and you're thinning. You are having a bad hair day, actually. My fro is prospering. Mind yeah. your business. So it'll just be like dumbass shit like that, like that yeah. dealing with. Or I remember one time I went to Sally's and this lady was following I me. I remember was together. Yeah, yeah, and then like she acted like she didn't want to ring us up, but she rang up like the, the white, white lady, lady that was behind us. us. Yeah. It was like it just be like stupid ass stuff, stuff like that. dealing with that. But I feel like overall, my college experience was, was, was good. good. Yeah. I enjoyed the hell out of my program that I was mm-hmm. in my psychology program, and I enjoyed it even better when I got to grad school. Love all my professors were white. So it's just like, but all of them were great professors. Um, I still talk to them now. They really encouraged me. They really mm-hmm. helped me. And it was also cool that I was the first student to graduate in a specific graduate program that I was in, the teaching route. So I was making a little black her story <laughs> at the <laughs> But you did. Yes, I was super excited about um that. But they like voted me outstanding graduate student and everything. So mm-hmm. being there like my specific I enjoyed my program and my yeah. teachers. The only thing about being in class, sometimes I would be like the only black, especially in my actual graduate program, yeah. for sure. That but it's comes like, with being a PWI. But, yeah, and, but that's yeah. the only thing that comes with being a PWI. Sometimes you might be the only black person in a class or one of two, one or, of three, two or three, yeah. you know, so that's so kind of really the downside, too. if you're worried about too. inclusion and representation, you probably shouldn't go to a PWI. Yeah. You should, if you want to see people that literally look like you, you should go to All a very 
diverse school, you should not go to a PWI because you're literally going to be one of a few. Or just look into the diversity yeah. of a PWI. Just saying, like, you know, you can go on the website, so you, you can look can at see. the demographics and stuff. So I feel like Tarleton itself wasn't necessarily diverse, but maybe if you go to, like, a UNT yeah, or, like, a TCU or diverse, SMU, there yeah. might be more of a diversity because of the actual city, city yeah. that it's in. So I feel like, like I said, a lot of those were just small-town people from the nearby area that went to that school. Because to them, they probably thought Stephenville was like city. You know, if you in these like little, you know, whatever, think-to-think towns that's around. (laughs) First, we coming all the way from Dallas for work, and we just like, child, what in the cow manuda is going on out here? So um, if you do, even if it's not HBC, you're just looking into a PWI that has actual, like, good diversity, which is something else that I wish I dug deeper yeah, into but it's like that school ain't diverse yes it was know. not diverse but at the end of the day we made the best of it did. I, you gotta make, make the best of your situation and i met my bestest friends ever there i got opportunity while i was i made opportunity for myself while i was there i got my degrees loved my program love so the best thing about the school that i went to is the actual psychology program and meeting like my lifelong friends gotcha. and like getting genuine friendships while I was there now, you got all the little extra stuff. Like I said, we missed out on the sorority fraternity type thing or, you know, more representation or more of the clubs and mm-hmm. things of that nature. But like I said, just really doing your research and finding out what's important to you, what's not. Maybe you can yeah. be more flexible on. So just thinking about those things, you know, choosing a school, PWI, HBCU, junior college. Go wherever you, you want to go. Go where you want to go. What's the best for you? Just make sure you do your research because yeah yep so moving on to let's get molded by mia all right guys so today i'm going to talk to y'all quickly just about managing snacking right so i feel like snacking gets a lot of uh negativity like oh i snack too much Mm -hmm. i'm just here to tell y'all snacking is actually great for your fitness journey so the way you snack is honestly gonna make or break your fitness journey so it doesn't matter like what your goal is it's just if you're snacking unhealthy you know it's not going to lead to like necessarily success if you if you are snacking healthy you'll see the most uh benefits so i'm about to break it down for y'all ma'am break it down so really with the unhealthy snacking it's going to contribute to a lot of unwanted fat mass gain which is something like most people are trying to avoid is literally gaining unwanted fat mass you know yeah so if you are struggling with man like managing snacking uh, hopefully this can help you so when it comes to healthy snacking when you snack like you're supposed to, it's one going to keep your energy levels up, allow you to stay focused and productive throughout the day. So have you ever like you go through the day like so your blood sugar drops. So, you, mm-hmm. so your head hurting, you're extremely hungry, energy is low because you haven't eaten. Yeah. Have you felt like that before? Yeah. So that's usually because like you probably should have had a snack. That's one thing I think I've learned maybe in the last year and a half mm-hmm. is I, I'm, I've never I'm not like a. Uh, unhealthy snacking person but I do make sure I snack, snack throughout yeah. the day because it gets to a point it's like I know I need something but maybe yeah, not, but a not a full on meal, meal. Exactly. I need like a little so I try to snack at least twice yeah. a day usually between breakfast and lunch mm-hmm. or usually I might do like two snacks before dinner because I go work out between that yeah. time but snacking so, does keep yeah, my it's like, energy, keep your energy up. Mm-hmm. up so really your energy is going to be dependent on your blood sugar your blood sugar regulates your energy do you know how you regulate that or like signs so, of that yeah i guess so i'll get into it so okay. it's basically like your pancreas so i'm not trying to get too scientific today but basically Science. let's get into it um 
when I get done with everything, I feel like I'll get that question answered to you. Okay. Okay. Because um, it kind of <laughs> like, t- it ties into everything okay. I'm about to say. So, uh, reducing, it also, so healthy snacking is going to reduce cravings. It's going to mm. um, help prevent you from overeating. So, that's Makes this sense. is why I'm trying to connect your question. So, usually, when you don't snack and you let that blood sugar drop too low, like you get super, super, super hungry, right? Mm-hmm. Usually, your appetite is going to go up in the air so you hungry you're gonna eat whatever yeah like, you're gonna I'm be a, like binge I'm eat a, something I'm a, like, exactly yeah. and so that's how we get end up overeating you that we're letting sense. our blood sugar drop too low to the point where now like your body gonna tell you when you are hungry and it's like that appetite is gonna be so so high that you end up just like literally inhaling your food eating too mm. much and now your blood sugar is too high mm. now you're getting sleepy your energy the back itis. low the itis exactly because mm-hmm. you ate too much and your body has to break that down you're doing too much at one time. It's like that makes sense. Your body is like literally slowing. That's why we get sleepy. Your body's slowing down, trying to break all this down. It's kind of like an, almost an overload. Yeah. So you allow yourself to get too hungry. You binge eat, and then you're like, afterwards. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. I guess that made yeah. Then I think because I feel like we all had times where we didn't. We waited too yeah. late to eat or something like that. Yeah. We let that hunger build up, but and then it's like when you do eat, it's just like you feel like afterwards. Some people do that every day. That's like a cycle. Because mm. so basically, like your blood sugar is balancing mm. like your pancreas is, is is balancing your blood sugar levels all day and so some people who kind of like if you don't if you're not eating on a schedule which i'm about to get into you're basically like relying on your pancreas so basically okay rewind whenever you don't eat enough your blood sugar drops right mm-hmm. so um that I'm not actually. I'm not even gonna get into pancreas. <laughs> I, that was a, that was a diversion. I'll talk about that a different day. Cause y'all gonna be like, "Girl, what?" <laughs> All right. So it also healthy snacking increases your metabolism. So okay. it's gonna improve your metabolism. This is how, because you're constantly eating throughout the day, healthy things. Right. We're gonna get into like what this means. So your body is breaking that food down throughout the day so it's kind of like you're you're giving your metabolism some work to do versus putting your metabolism into overload like i just said like you don't eat a lot then you eat too much and it's just like your body trying to break it down you see what i'm saying it's like yeah. a balanced thing so you want your your metabolism to be breaking down food efficiently but whenever you um are not eating enough or eating too much it it's kind of everywhere okay okay so healthy snack examples Yes, give us some examples. So, I'm the type of trainer where I'm not going to tell you this is what you exactly need to eat. Like, brand-wise, I'm going to give you a criteria. Okay. So, you want the the products to be whole grain, mm-hmm. low in trans fat, low in sugar, low in sodium. So, when you normally go to the store, you can, like, read a label. Yeah. And it will tell you, you know, how, like, if it's whole grain, it's going to tell you how much trans fat, how much sugar, how much salt, and you don't want a whole bunch. So, examples, fresh fruits and vegetables, mm-hmm. of course. Greek yogurt, not sugar yogurt, yogurt, not like a parfait, like actual Greek yogurt, uh, almonds, peanuts, walnuts, avocados, granola bars, stuff like that. Um, Yeah, I keep the granola bars on me. That's probably the thing I snack on the most. So effects of unhealthy snacking, basically these food items are going to be high in sugar. Mm -hmm. That's going to give you a quick jolt of energy and then it's going to leave you crashing, sleepy or cranky. Just like I said, like whenever that blood sugar drop, you just Mm -hmm. eat whatever and then... It's like, yeah, it'll, it'll make you feel good. You'll feel replenished. But very, very soon after, yeah. you're going to crash. It's because it's literally crap. That's, that's, <laughs> literally. Like, literally. That's why. 
And so these products are usually high in calories. Okay. And it automatically off rip is going to cause you to overeat because it's literally high in calories. Yeah. Like, let's say I'm hungry. I need a snack. I choose like a Debbie cake versus like Greek yogurt, some strawberries and some like um, granola Mm -hmm. on top, like loose granola. If I eat the healthier option, I'ma feel fulfilled. I'ma feel replenished, and mm-hmm. I'm I'ma have I'ma feel like I got energy. If I eat the Debbie snack, I'ma feel fulfilled. I'ma feel replenished, but I'ma crash. Yeah. So it's because of the contents of it. So examples of unhealthy snacks: we got chips, cookies. <laughs> So there are healthy versions of chips. Like you can find you some whole grain. I like chips. veggie chips though. I'm not gonna yeah, lie, those can, are good. You can find some 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 healthy chips. Yeah. Cookies, candy, sugary drinks, that makes like sense. Juice, juice, sodas, mm. coffees, um, fried foods, ice cream, donuts. Just y'all know. Yeah, y'all know what unhealthy snacking is. So I want to say this stuff is just like terrible, evil, the devil. You know, but you but, know you packing that stuff on every day, yeah. child. That's not good for you. So let's say I did like chips and cookies and stuff. Like I'm not saying don't eat it, but just be mindful how much you're eating. You don't See have to cut me. it out your life. With chips, that's probably the only junk food that I, like, really mm-hmm. will just, like, crave from time to time. But even then, for me, I don't eat chips every day. I eat chips, like, maybe once a week. But imagine if you were the type of person that every time you needed a snack, you ate chips. Chips, yeah. That, for me... So that's what I'm talking about. I feel like chips, for me, I put it more as, like, a... like a Not a luxury for me, but it's just kind of, like, in there. Where I'm like, you know what? Today, yeah. I think I want some chips, you know? I snack on it, but I don't eat it every day. But I do... I'll say me personally, like the healthier ones, what I like, what I mainly eat is yogurt. And I put um, like oats and grains yeah. and stuff in it. Like, cause it, like I like loose, that crunch. Like the loose granola. Yeah, the loose granola. I put the loose granola in mm-hmm. there. Like it gives it like that crunch and I'll chop up some fresh fruit. So you can, cause Greek yogurt sometimes isn't super flavorful. Yeah. Depending on the brand or maybe the flavor, you got to add that flavor into it. But just make sure the flavor that you add is like not crap to it because then you yeah. can make it unhealthy real quick exactly i do do a lot of granola bars with like uh uh like peanut butter mm-hmm. and um gr- like granola. i do mainly like the peanut butter mm-hmm. chocolate ones or things like that or i like yogurt bars too yeah i eat those sometimes but those are probably like the main I things that i snack on fruit. yeah the only thing about fruit sometimes well mostly if i do in fruit i pretty much usually turn into a smoothie i ain't gonna lie yeah. to you i usually That's turn fine. into some type of smoothie because they go bad so fast. So I feel like, I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. I usually turn my fruit into a smoothie when I buy fresh fruit. But So basically, um, when we snack, sometimes we snack because we're hungry. Sometimes we yeah. snack because we bored. Bored, So yeah. basically, make sure, like, when you choose to snack. Well, first of all, when you snack, before you snack, ask yourself, am I hungry? Mm-hmm. A lot of people just hmm. snack. You watching a movie, you know, you want to pop the popcorn, you know, you're yeah. bored. Like, when I study or I'm reading, I just want to, like, eat because, yeah. you know. Keep you occupied. <laughs> so, under understanding where your desire to snack is coming from is going to allow you to manage those snacking habits. That makes sense. So, for example, physical cues. Okay. You normally, like, your body is telling you hungry, stomach is growling. You know, you may feel like low energy. Maybe your head is hurting. That's how I know my I'm, I need to eat. Those Same. are some of my cues. So, I'm like, okay, let me eat. Versus a mental cue is like, because you, you want your snacking to be led by physical cues, not mental. Okay. So a mental cues like letting your emotions or your cravings drive the drive what you eat and when you eat. Okay. You're not hungry, but you're eating. Yeah. Like you shouldn't do that. But it's like 
a lot of a lot of people do it every day. That's the thing. You don't want this to be your lifestyle. You literally eat when you're not hungry. You want to eat when you're hungry. Yeah. You know, because what's the point yeah. of you eating if you're not hungry? Yeah. Um, so allow your physical cues to drive when you snack and what you choose to snack on. So I have like a um, hunger scale in my mind. So basically, you want to eat whenever you start feeling a little hungry or when your like stomach is growling a little bit. Yeah, not That's when, when you're you like eat. starving to death. Don't wait till you're cranky, your energy mm-hmm. is low, you feeling weak, you feeling dizzy. So whenever you wait to that point, that's normally when you your appetite is high and that's when you start overeating. That makes sense. Because you waited way too long. You let that blood sugar drop way too low and you now you're eating too much. And so that kind of puts you in a place where you're like literally feeling uncomfortable and feeling stuffed. So um, just keep that in mind. Eat whenever you are hungry. It's, it can be hard sometimes, but it's kind of like a mindful, mindful yeah. thing. So there's this really cool app. Um, It's called the 8 app, like A-T-E. APP the eight app eight okay. app so it's it's free so basically how it works is like every time you eat you just take a picture of it mm-hmm. and um it'll ask you why you ate that so basically oh, okay. the first four weeks when I have a client I make them track all their meals through there just so we can create that mindfulness because you know you gotta take a picture of it it's gonna ask you why and if you find out okay I'm eating because I'm bored mm. or I'm sad because you can even be sad and you just want to feel good yeah, so you eat some you can people be do eat at a sadness. hungry. I mean, not hunger. You can be mad or mm-hmm. uh, happy. Whenever we're in celebratory moods, we tend to want to yeah eat a bunch. Eat. Yeah, and so the times that we do decide to eat when we're not hungry, I'm not saying it's just terrible. Your fitness journey is gonna like not see mm-hmm. success, but it's kind of like when you make this a lifestyle. When you're literally every single day you are eating. Yeah, we we all do stuff every yeah, once in a while. You just like, eating. You're not hungry. Yeah, that's literally leads to like you gaining weight. Mm-hmm. Eating when you're not hungry. You're e- and you're eating unhealthy snacks. Mm-hmm. So, like, my mom, for example, like, she's always snacking. And she's, she's like, oh, I need to stop snacking. I say, are you hungry? Yeah. Okay, then snack. It's okay mm-hmm. to literally snack when you're hungry. So, also, don't be afraid to snack. If you are hungry, snack. Yeah. Don't worry about, oh, I'm going to be overeating my calories. Girl, yeah. if you're hungry, eat. Do not starve yourself. Do yeah, not be restricted. Sure. It's just the fact that you don't want to be the type of Purse, if you especially if you're really trying to, it's if you're not trying to see success in your finished journey, you don't even worry about that. Okay, I'm not yeah. talking about saying if you're trying to see success in your finished journey, you're trying to get those eating habits and those snacking habits under control. You really got to focus on the mental and mm-hmm. emotional connection that you have to food. That That's makes basically sense. what I'm trying I, to say. I do think like um some people don't think that there is a mental connection when it comes there to is, like I said some people some one. people eat because of emotions. It mm-hmm. can be good emotions. Or, or negative sad, ones, yeah, negative yeah. emotions. But some people, I feel like people reacting either not eating or, or eating exactly. too much. Like I feel like I'm a person when it comes to negative emotions, I tend not to eat. Mm-hmm. So that's something that I had to work on. Was like I eat much less when I was like I'm not sad. So now I've recognized that. So I try to like fight it. Yeah, I try to be more mindful about yeah. that when I'm kind of more in a down or stressful mm-hmm. time. I did realize I ate weight less so now i'm more mindful of that so yeah. i make sure that i'm eating because i feel like not eating made me feel even more yeah. like but it could be like opposite too you overeating and it makes you feel even more like Ugh, yeah, you know exactly and feeds that emotion more yeah, so that's really my point is one because i hear all the time oh i just be snacking too much mm-hmm. stop saying snacking is snacking is great mm-hmm. snacking is great for your metabolism it's great for your blood sugar it's great for your fitness journey especially when it's healthy 
So don't be afraid, especially when you're trying to build muscle. Oh yeah. When you're especially when your your lifestyle is more active because you are working out, you're going to feel more hungrier. That's okay. Mm-hmm. You you should definitely eat those snacks. Your body is telling you you're hungry. So remember, use those physical cues. When your body, you're growling, your stomach is growling. Mm. But also don't wait too late till you're dizzy, your head is hurting, mm. you're feeling sick. Gonna pass because, out. Because you know, <laughs> well, like I said before, the appetite is gonna increase. And it's kinda like it reminds me of like a you know how when animals get hungry, they stalking. Yeah. They're looking for it. That's that's how we literally be acting. Mm. And you're gonna literally devour whatever is in front of you so and then something because you're so hungry. Now you've overeaten. But if you just kind of was snacking throughout the day, mm-hmm. um, you would have been fine. So what I would say is aim to eat. This is for everybody. I feel like no matter what your journey is, this is kind of a recommendation, not a requirement. Eating like five to six meals a day, mm-hmm. like every two to four hours is really great. And it'll really keep your blood sugar stable. So for example, you eat breakfast. A few hours later, you have a morning snack. Mm-hmm. You have lunch. You have an evening snack. You have dinner and you have a nice snack. Mm-hmm. That's literally six times. You're gonna feel so good. You're gonna sleep better. You're gonna feel. You're gonna have energy mm-hmm. throughout the day. You know, you're not gonna drop down. Like your energy's not levels are not gonna just significantly drop. So that's literally when I first get my clients, I try to make them eat five to six meals a day and stay hydrated. And after that, like you're set. I feel like you do so well. It's not always about like counting calories and mm-hmm. stuff. It's literally like. Half of us not even eating enough or we eating too much. Mm-hmm. And we need like, uh, we eating two big meals a day. Mm-hmm. If you eating like sporadically two big meals a day, three big meals a day, and they're like large quantities, that's not really good for your metabolism. Mm-hmm. It's not going to help it um, like work efficiently. Okay. If that makes sense. So you don't want to ingest um, just large quantities of food, high calories of food at one time. Like our bodies will break it down, but it's just, it's hard for your body mm-hmm. to break all that down at one time. That's basically what I'm trying to say. Okay, so go ahead and give us a recap on healthy okay. snacking. So, whenever you are choosing your snacks, okay, whole grain, low in sugar, low in fat, low calorie. Also, learn what your proper portions are. So, aim to only eat like one or two servings of your snack. Okay. So, if I if you say you want chips, you say you want pretzels, okay. But how? Because on the back, it'll tell you how many chips is one serving, mm-hmm. how many pretzels is one serving. It's not gonna be one. Yeah, but of it's course. gonna be maybe like like 10 mm-hmm. so that's what you would do or you can weigh it or use your me- measuring cup but just making sure that your uh, snacks are fitting that criteria of being healthy like i just said and that you are eating whenever you your stomach is growling a little bit and you're starting to feel a little hungry versus you waiting too late basically that makes sense yeah, yeah okay no, that's that really good. like the recap you just don't want that. Uh, you don't want to put yourself in a position for your appetite to be. Your appetite is your is your mental, your mental and emotional drive mm-hmm. to control. Really, more so of emotional to control what you're eating. So, literally, like letting the physical cues drive what you mm-hmm. eat and when you eat versus mental. Yeah, that makes sense. No, that was a good topic. Yes, that, I think that, a lot of people yeah. do think, oh, snacking is bad. Snacking is bad. It's like, no, snacking it's is not bad. bad. It's just choosing on. One what you snacking yeah. on, and then you know, like you said, the reason why yeah. you snacking and how much so and people who are struggling with it. Some people mm-hmm. don't struggle with it, but if you know you're like this is something that like you feel like this is really blocking you, getting in the way of your fitness journey. Mm-hmm. Something to think about, just like your mental and emotional connection to your food. It makes sense. That was good. I liked it. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I liked it. Thank you. Glad you liked it. <laughs> okay, your turn. So now we're going going to mental health is wealth with Beverly Cohen. So. 
today for mental health, I want to do some debunking of common mental health uh, myths and misconceptions because I feel like we're now kind of starting to get into an era where people are coming more educated on mental mm-hmm. health and how things, you know, work and stuff like that. But I also feel like there's still a lot of ignorance that's surrounded. Mm-hmm. And I feel like people just don't know. Mm-hmm. So, like a lack of knowledge. Yeah, the lack of knowledge. So I feel like people are starting to get to know more, but there's still some ignorance that surrounds like mental mm-hmm. health and illnesses and disorders, things of that nature. So I just want to go over five kind of the common ones that I feel like I probably have heard the most just like in general, hearing mm-hmm. people talk or just studying psychology, you know, whatever like that. So the first one is probably one that everybody has probably heard is bipolar people are just like these moody people with two different personalities. Like I know everybody has probably heard somebody mm-hmm. be like, you know, they think they're happy one minute or they'll be angry one minute to be happy. Be like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm so bipolar. Yeah. Oh, like, a, like a punch. Oh, yeah. Like, like a, oh, he better not mess with me. Like, I'm so bipolar. You know, like that type of mm-hmm. thing. Like people joke about being bipolar in this sense of, oh, I can just switch up my mood mm-hmm. like that. When that or is. This is an excuse for my like bad behavior. Oh, my. Yeah. My bad attitude or my yeah. bad behavior. Oh, I'm, I'm so bipolar, you know, and it's a misconception that people have like these two different personalities or two different mood switches that click so like that those people who are actually bipolar yeah and i'm pretty like, sure they're yeah. tired of hearing that shit from y'all yeah. too so first of all that's not cute nor funny to be saying because there are actually people out here who We're are suffering. diagnosed who have to every day deal with bipolar disorder and managing through it and figuring out how to cope with it mm-hmm. and being because they did not choose bipolar disorder so let me so that's one thing to you are you with this quirky bipolar disorder personality trait bipolarness has nothing to do with a person's actual personality mm-hmm. it's with their mood regulation and energy regulations and things like that they come in their ability to function so bipolar disorders are described by the american psychiatric association's diagnostic and statistical manual mental disorders aka the dsm-5 mm-hmm. <laughs> as a group of brain disorders that cause extreme fluctuation in a person's mood energy and ability to function so our knowledge of bipolar disorder, which is also known as manic depressive mm-hmm. uh, like disorder, which and it's a mood disorder, by the way. And sometimes it's symptoms and treatments might be defined like by TV. You know what we see on TV mm-hmm. or shows and things like that. But often uh, they struggle to accurately like, you know, show and depict it, both the challenges of uh, manic depressive disorder and how it's treated. And um so basically there was like a survey mm-hmm. of they asked like regular people like what do you think of when you think of people with bipolar mm-hmm. disorder and 90% of the respondents associated drastic mood swings with bipolar disorder just false. So let me explain something to y'all when it comes to bipolar disorder. Bipolar disorder is not like like I said it has nothing to do with a person's personality. It's a literal fluctuation of their mood, energy and ability to function. So bipolar disorder fluctuates between um depressive episodes depressive states and manic or hypomanic states so depressive is kind of uh self-explanatory we know Mm -hmm. what depression is they go into um states of like a major depression and then it goes into a manic phase which manic phase is very much high energy Mm -hmm. like more you know like uh a lot of times people when they're manic phase can like uh do reckless behavior Mm -hmm. or do things out of the you know ordinary or no stuff like some people might I know like um, 
Compulsive. So, uh, impulsive? Uh, impulsive, yeah. Like, they do impulsive things sometimes. So, I know um, I met a girl who told me she was about polar disorder. She said she knows when she's in her manic phase, she goes on extreme shopping sprees. Mm-hmm. That's what she do. Some people may drink a lot more. They might go out a lot more. They might do something just way more often than usual. So, it's their manic phase. And um, it's a fluctuation between the two. And it's not they we sitting here right now and i'm my depressive state then i snap my finger and mm-hmm. i'm in my manic face it does not work like that it can be days weeks months at a time that they are in one state mm-hmm. before it switches to the other so it's a period of time that they're dealing with this it's not that's why i said i hate when people they try to base on their attitudes or their quirky craziness or whatever on bipolar disorder that is it's not a personality trait mm-hmm. it's actually affecting a person's mental health and they're like the brain and their body and things of that nature. Like I said, they don't have control over mm-hmm. it either. So uh, when it comes to bipolar disorder, there are three different types of bipolar disorder. Um, bipolar one, which is it might be the more aggressive bipolar disorder because they have an actual manic uh, phase that they go through with bipolar two. Uh, they deal with a less manic episodes. Mm-hmm. And then it's, uh, it's like, well, I can never say this word. It's like with them. <laughs> I can't say. I always mess up uh, in class. It's like cyclothymic disorder, sorry, which is a more milder version mm-hmm. of bipolar disorder. And it has more briefer episodes mm-hmm. of hypomania, which is milder mania, basically, and depression. So, yeah, there are um, three different types that people can be diagnosed with. And of course, you know, they go to doctors, they yeah. receive treatments and things. But like I said, I just wanted people to know that, again, bipolar disorder is not correlated to a person's personality. It's not a personality disorder. There's a whole section for personality disorders. It's a mood disorder. And even then, that does not make people mo- like a moody person. That's mm-hmm. not what it is. It's more of like, say, it's these fluctuations in them. Like literally, a, Like ba- a state of mind. A state. A, their literal, mm-hmm. like, mental, whole mental state. O- overall state. And it's literally fluctuating between mania and depression. Mania and depression, like I said, they can deal with this for months at a time before it goes into a, a different state. Mm-hmm. It's not a, a snap of the finger and I choose to have a manic face today. It's not like that. So I just want people to stop saying that because I personally know three people who are diagnosed with bipolar disorder. And just knowing some of the stuff that they like they deal with and mm-hmm. that they have to go through and seeking treatments and things like that and just... You know, watching how they act over time and stuff like that. And it's just like, it's just interesting to see because that's literally what it is, is fluctuations. And they literally have no control over it. But it's like when you talk to people long enough, you kind of know which state that they're in and how to uh, be there for them as Mm -hmm. best as you can, which is in that state. That's why it's best to educate yourself on this stuff. So if a friend comes to you and be like, hey, you know, and they're trusting you saying I have bipolar disorder. Don't do that that shit. You know, people do, yeah. oh, you or know. if she's like, or he or she's like getting your nerves, she's like, oh, oh, she just in her her manic phase. Or like, you know, or just saying, oh, it's her bipolar disorder. Yeah. That's why she acting like that. Yeah. Like, don't. Like, don't. Yeah. Don't, don't be an asshole. Basically, Basically, try to be understanding because, again, these people do not choose to have this disorder. So it's just kind of like, just try to be understanding. That's why it's best to educate yourself. So. That way, those people in my life that I do know have of uh, mental disorders, and I'm educated in it just you know by getting a degree. But it's just kind of I know how to be there for them as best as I can in whatever state it is that they're in. So that's super important. But yes, 
Bipolar disorder is not a quirky personality trait. It's actual fucking disorder that people deal with. Stop doing that shit. Number two, eating disorders only affect women. Mm -hmm. And, you know, most of the time we think of, like, these young, you know, wealthy white girls, you know. That's what we think of when it comes to eating disorders, which is obviously not true. So a study investigated the demographics of eating disorders over a 10-year period and found that uh, there were significant increases in the prevalence among males. Mm -hmm. Uh, Obviously, males can have eating disorders as well. And it was, you know, more from individuals with lower income homes and actually over the age of 45. Mm -hmm. So that experienced, um, they were starting to increase in eating disorders. But um, yes, uh, males account for 10 to 25 percent of anorexia and bulimia, um, as well as 25 percent in. um, Oh, sorry. My bad. I mean, just 10 to 25 percent in uh, anorexia and bulimia disorders. So women are not the only ones that experience eating disorders. And if a man is or if you think that someone that, you know, who is a male is experiencing eating disorder, that does not mean make fun of them or they are less of a man or anything like anybody. Yeah. can deal with mental um, health disorders or illnesses or struggles. So yeah. it's just kind of like, again, doing your research and doing your best to be there for a person when you know that they are coping with something that you are not. But, yes, men do eat, um, deal with eating disorders. Also, minorities as well. Like, so I, I think we think mm-hmm. of, like, oh, white women. You know, they're the only ones that really have eating disorders when they don't. When 48% of black, Hispanic, and Caucasian um, youth bulimic mm-hmm. and bulimia that was their preferred way of trying to lose weight mm-hmm. so um again white women our women are not the only ones that have eating disorders male can have them too in minorities as well so that's just something to be mindful um or and if you do think that you have a friend that might have an eating disorder um it's best to, I, I would say like from my experience when i did think that a friend had an eating disorder one thing I did, I, was, I went and talked to one of my professors about it first. Mm-hmm. But then we just kind of had like a a, a very, like a, we had to sit down with her and just kind of told her how we was concerned um, about her eating habits and things like that. So we wasn't 100% sure. But again, just making sure that you are aware because people keep these things in secret. There, yeah. A lot of times people are embarrassed yeah. or they think people don't understand or they're thinking like, oh, they probably think I'm just like, this is my lifestyle choice when eating disorders it comes to a point where people don't, it's not even a lifestyle choice for them. It's, it's actual disorder mm-hmm. and they're doing it, you know? So it's just kind of like, just be mindful of those things. So myth number three is mental health struggles and illness, illnesses are not common. There's a lot, actually. Yeah. Mental health problems are very common. About one in every five people will experience a mental health issue in a given year. One of every 25 uh, people has a serious mental health disorder including anxiety uh, mm-hmm. disorders, major depressive, bipolar disorder, schizophrenia. So um, I just want to just kind of give like a little breakdown real quick of this really cool chart that I found just of in the U.S. So 13% of people experience depression, mm-hmm. generalized anxiety disorder, 13%. Social anxiety, uh, basically 10%, ADD, ADHD, 5% bipolar depression, 4.5. Panic disorder, 4.1. PTSD, 3.5. OCD, 3.4. And body dysmorphia, 1%, mm-hmm. which is pretty good percentages. Like I said, I think we think like maybe if you're not necessarily experiencing it, you yeah. don't think, or I think 
what causes that myth is sometimes people are not very much outwardly with yeah. telling people, you know, I feel like people can feel embarrassed or people might look at them like, oh, they think yeah, I'm crazy, crazy, you know, yeah. or, oh, like, you know, they might look at me as like some type of charity case or yeah. things like that. So I feel like a lot of time people kind of keep quiet on it. And I think that's why. And they're very good at acting like um, there's nothing quote, going, unquote, normal. normal. Yeah. yeah, quote unquote normal. And then, you know, they're not struggling with these things. They're trying to cope with these things. So mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people do think it's not these disorders are not as common common because i know i've seen some things where people be like oh well if you tell yourself that you have depression then like you're kind of like it's like a state of mind yeah. being depressed and things like that or oh all these people are claiming to be depressed now but the thing is people are starting to become more educated again it is more common than you think like especially yeah. with depression and anxiety uh, disorders they mm-hmm. are extremely common more than likely in a group of what five people, people one or two person. of y'all or could be d- currently dealing with depression or anxiety. Yeah. And just because you haven't experienced it thus far in your life, you can experience it later. That too. That too. Those are um those type of things can like be onset yeah. by environmental issues. That's what I just or say. um I kind of sometimes it's just like something can trigger it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's not I have had like episodes of depression mm-hmm. and it may not be like a like a long-term depression mm-hmm. you know just kind of like something i'm dealt with with years but it's kind of like something can trigger, trigger it, it yeah. and like you be de- you have a like a episode or a period of time in a depression yeah. so like i said just because you ain't experiencing right now you haven't this far does not mean that yeah. you cannot literally later so yeah um again mental health struggles and uh disorders things of that nature are extremely common actually number four um that your personality or character is weak because you have a mental health problem. So I think a lot of times, again, people think some men, like mental health is a state of mind. Like yeah. if you a strong person and you you fight back and you believe in yourself, or I ain't no weak person, I can never be depressed, or I can. That's not how. It never. Works. That's again, mental disorders and mental health is not a personality trait. It ain't got shit to do with your personality. I like to believe that I'm a very strong person with a very mm-hmm. strong personality. However, I have dealt with depression and anxiety before Mm -hmm. my personality has nothing to do with that again there are so many things that dictate um mental health so mental health problems have nothing to do with being lazy or weak or and many people need help to get better many Mm -hmm. factors contribute to mental health including biological factors uh such as genes physical illness injury or bank brain chemistry life experiences like trauma history of abuse, things of that nature, and family history of mental health problems as well. There are a lot of things that contribute to mental health. Not a personality trait. I don't know how many times I tell you that. Mental health is not personality. Okay, it's literally your state of being. Yeah. That's what mental health is. So it does not mean that you are weak because you are dealing with depression or anxiety or you were diagnosed with bipolar disorder or schizophrenia. Those people are not weak. Again, people are not choosing these things for themselves. State it's of just being. like if you got diagnosed with high blood pressure. Exactly. Like, literally high blood pressure can be hereditary. Yeah. And there's been many studies linking, like, uh, hereditariness to ment- uh, mental, mental disorders health, yeah. and things like that. A lot of times you will see if somebody had chronic depression that a child of theirs have chronic depression, too. And then it can be whatever environmental factors that they're mm-hmm. in, things that they're dealing with as well. So it has nothing to do with a person's character is state of being and lastly number five is uh mental people with mental disorders are more violent and dangerous very 
much false. Like unstable. Like, like unstable. Like, oh, yeah, she got bipolar yeah. disorder. Oh, shit. Like, let me stay away from her. You dead ass wrong for that. And I promise you that person is not fucking worried about you. Yeah. So the vast majority of people with mental health problems are no more likely to be violent than anyone else. Most people with mental illnesses are not violent and only three to five percent of violent acts are attributed to individuals living with serious mental illness. Uh, in fact, people with severe mental illnesses are 10 times more likely to be victims of mm-hmm. violent crime than the general population. You probably know someone with a mental health problem and don't even realize it because many people with mental health disorders are highly active and productive members of our community. So, uh, which is another myth that I was going to say, just because someone has a mental health does not mean that they can, a mental disorder, like said, bipolar, schizophrenia, mm-hmm. things that, that they cannot go out there, get a job, work a job. They might have a different struggle than you do, mm-hmm. possibly, possibly, but they can't go out there and be a civilian just like the rest of us. Just because um, I know that people, hold on, I had a statistic on people trying to get jobs who like uh, have mm-hmm. mental disorders, uh, like associations with it. Let me see. Let me find it real quick. But um, yes, people with uh, mental disorders literally can prosper, prosper in yeah. life just like the rest of us. And again, that does not mean that they are more, uh, I forgot. I, I have to find, Oh, here it is in a workplace. So, um, yeah. So basically, um, they asked people who are like in HR, who mm-hmm. are in hiring process, you know, things like that. And they asked are people with mental illness more prone to violence or unpredictable behavior in the workplace. And 68% say yes. And so it's just like a stigma that's around that they're more yeah. violent or like violent people are violent people. Exactly. Yeah. Violence is it's more vi- of a personality yeah. trait. Them being a overall violent person. Yeah, exactly. You know, and so of course that there are the instances with people who have more of the serious mental health, you know, disorders that do commit uh, violent crimes, but it's just like that's not for every person that's dealing mm-hmm. with a mental disorder. So um again, being kind to those people go a long way. Just because, like I said, I know three people with uh, bipolar disorder. Mm-hmm. That's not me. I feel like, oh, I'm going to stop being their friend. They're crazy. They might do yeah. something to me. First of all, again, they're not fucking worried about me. They got their own life to worry yeah, about. Exactly. So it's just like they're not even worried about me. And I promise you, they're not worried about you either. So, again, they are not just super violent people. They're, people with mental disorders are literally just like us. And they can prosper and function and real and regular everyday regular Douglas regular they working they nine to fives mm-hmm. and and on that bullshit and working in adulting and all that other yeah, fun exactly. stuff just like us so um overall again some of the myths that i want to debunk just like a little recap um debunking some myths of common mental disorders uh misconceptions and things like that is one that bipolar people are moody and had two different personalities isn't a personality trait it is not is a fluctuation between a state of being Mm -hmm. which is mania and depression it's not a personality trait it's not cute to joke about people actually have by this uh bipolar disorder and are working with it number two eating disorders only affect women predominantly white women it can literally affect anyone there are a lot of males out there that suffer from eating disorders in silence because they don't want to be looked at as less masculine uh, because of it and also some minorities don't speak on it either because it's like a white girl thing when it's not like Mm -hmm. anybody can suffer from um, an eating disorder number three mental health struggles and illnesses are not common they're actually 
Very common because one in five people will experience a mental health issue within a given year. Uh, number four, that personality or character weakness cause mental health problems. Again, mm-hmm. mental health has nothing to do with your personality. It is a state of being. And number five, people with mental health disorders are more violent and dangerous. They are no more violent or dangerous or whatever. They just out here living life like the rest of us. Yeah, so, just dealing with the cars that were dealt to them. Yes, literally the cars mm-hmm. that were dealt with them. So it's just remember to be kind to people that are dealing with mental uh, disorders. And those people have, um like, a lot of people are working through those things and making the best that they can and learn how to cope and going yeah. to therapy and stuff like that. So it is really 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 important for you and essential to be nice to anybody in Mm -hmm. general but to be understanding and educate yourself especially when somebody that is in your life comes to you and and, you know opens up to you and tell you like hey one two three and it's not for you to be judgy it's not for you to make jokes and it's not for you to um come up with like these ideas in your head be like okay hear them out do some research there are all kind of things out there there's mm-hmm. how to be a friend how to be a good family member to someone with a mental disorder so it's just like and that's what i try to be to mm-hmm. people in my life that i know that have a mental disorder i do my best like i said to be as great of a friend and as there for them as i can be you know so that's great i like your segment thank very, you very 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 knowledgeable thank you because you know what? i'm tired of folks being assholes the facts out there i'm tired of being Okay, so let's move on to what's new. Got some news. So we got some some little goodies today that are that I conjured up. Okay, yes. so first I want to talk about. You definitely know a lot about what's going on. Uh, I'll be like, listen, what happened? I be I feel like I'll be scrolling a little bit more than you too. Yes. But um, so first of all, y'all know JT just had a birthday. Mm-hmm. I think she turned like twenty eight or something. Then I have no idea. I'm going to have to look that up because I don't know. I want some more. Hold on. Let me get another shot before we get to talking, talking. Because I got some things to say about Mr. Tristan Thompson in London on the track. Weirdo baby mama Ebony. (laughs) Yes, I don't nothing about. I won't say I don't nothing about pop culture. But this is is their segment. (laughs) I literally just kind of be like, oh, I kind of chime in. But. If I'm quiet, that's why I'm just listening. Learn something new every day. Okay, let's get a shot in before I start being messy. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's not even being messy. I'm just talking about foolery. Yeah. Some foolery, some good things. Who is your resources? The Shade Room? Girl, the Shade Room on site, Hollywood Unlocked. Oh, my goodness. It just, and, but a lot of this stuff just pop up on my Explore page. Or I see on uh, Twitter. On Twitter. I was yeah, about to say, uh, most Twitter of this I all. see on Twitter. I ain't been on Twitter in like two years. You really don't. Like, your last tweet was from like early 2020s. <laughs> I have nothing to tweet about. That's literally I'm not on there. <laughs> said, I ain't got shit to say to y'all. <laughs> but you just like one day, it's like you started tweeting less and less than one day. It was gone. I, have no, I needed to, I to delete my account. Uh, yeah, you don't really be on it. Sure. I don't even know my profile picture is on there. Cheers. Hold on, let's do it to the camera. Oh. Cheers. Beautiful, y'all. All right. Woo woo. <laughs> Come on, my shade room. Tell me, tell me. Let's get to it. Okay. So JT just had a birthday. And um Mr. Um 
Uzi Vert, Mr. Mr. Uzi Vert got her a new car. He got her a McLaren, a 20, 2022 McLaren. I know you don't know cars. I don't know cars. <laughs> I was like, like yeah, okay, whatever. It was is. nice. I just recently this year learned what McLaren was. And it's because I seen this dude post that he got one. And I said, oh. Okay. I'm going to Google that as you talk about it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so Uzi got her a McLaren. And um, he also rented out an amusement park for her. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know which one it was, but he rented out an amusement park. She posted this picture where she had all this food. And it looked good. I was zooming in on it, too. But she looked happy. Okay, Look like she had a, a sports car. I mean, yeah, not motorsport. Little. Zoom zoom. Okay. Yeah, it was cute. I was laughing at the video though when she was showing it, and like Uzi was like, "Please don't put me in the car." <laughs> He's like on the side, like, "Child, just shot the car, not me." But yeah, he rented out an amusement park for her. It was really cute. Happy to see her being loved out loud. You know, things of that nature. We love to see it. Um, but yeah, I was I was That's like that sweet. was really uh. I like the whole Ring Down Amusement Park thing for her. That was really cool. I like the date. I like the date. Okay, so next, let me move on to some foolery. Have you heard about the Joel Osteen thing? I don't understand what's going on. Okay. They found money in the wall. Yes. So with Joel Osteen, there was like a plumber. I believe it was a plumber mm-hmm. who was working. Don't know how he tapped into the wall. But he ended up finding 600 k uh in the wall and remember it was like that <laughs> first of all joe osteen is already like on a chopping he block he didn't let people come for the living in or for the hurricane or something yes like that so when yeah. the hurricane came to houston um he was like not my church and you know of course he's gonna get backlash because other people had their um you know churches open for yeah which you you know it's a huge church um yes yeah, a mega church so it's like you would think that he would uh open his doors you would think for his so. community, but uh, <laughs> so it says a seven-year mystery about missing money is on its way to being solved thanks to a plumber in 2014. Six hundred k in checks and cash were stolen. Mm-hmm. Big ass quotation marks. Big um from a safe at Pastor Joel Osteen's Houston Lakewood Church. Although a large reward was offered if individuals provided information, the case has been cold until then. Then a plumber found the money somehow and discovered it was connected to 2014. Uh, so, first of all, so what you think? You think he... Why is it in the wall? Okay, have you ever watched Ozark? Uh-huh. <laughs> 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 Oh, you know? I did watch Ozark. Yeah. Okay. So, my, first of all, my boyfriend got me into Ozark. It's a great that's show, a by the way. Show. I'm still, like, watching it, but he sold it. Because I know there's a new season that's going to come out yeah. in January. But, yeah, I started watching Ozark. I didn't Ozark think I was going to like it. I was hooked. I could not take my eyes I didn't off. think I would like it either, but he was like, watch Ozark. It's good. It is. But, like, on Ozark, you know, he hid that money in the wall. Sorry, and then spoiler alert. Oh, uh, right. Spo- <laughs> shit, I'm just talking. Spoiler if you ain't watched Ozark, but ahead a little bit but it was a part in ozark where he was hiding money in the wall yeah um like as a cover-up and then uh this girl that worked at the uh restaurant or whatever mm-hmm. she like randomly found, found it. it and she like jetted off with some of the money and yeah. whatever so that's kind of like i guess this situation like the money was off in the wall so mm-hmm. it's given they was like oh not the ties is gone y'all i don't know what to yeah. do and Plummer probably was in there. Like, on that's a raven. Yeah. When she had that thing and she was <laughs> fucking uh, doing that thing in the water watching Eddie. Chelsea yeah. with her nosy ass. 
It was probably on some shit like that. It was like, now what is this that I see? 600K in a while. That's a a lot of money. Who gonna accidentally, and that's in his church. It's giving. It's not not like it was a dollar in there. It's Okay, (laughs) it's not like it was a treasure chest or something off in there. No, bro. That shit probably was stacked, organized. Organized, just like on Ozark. They had that shit in a little plastic. So, my theory, because Joe Osteen is, anyways, he a little, I'm always a little iffy about mega church pastors mm-hmm. anyways because there's so much money that surrounds their church so nothing necessarily against them like td jakes or anything mm-hmm. like that but it's kind of like, i feel like sometimes i can't be a little weary of them just because um of their intentions i know my sister said this is a show about pastors of like churches who yeah, are like they very, make money it's very common uh, yeah. to distrust the church yeah especially mega churches so yeah so it's like such a big church mm-hmm. so much money that comes into it so many people go there now it's really a business at that point i was yeah. about to say is it more of like you doing this for obvious reasons yeah. being a pastor and god and things of that nature or is this like it's a bunch of money yeah. you know what i'm saying that's involved so um yeah, I'm thinking that he hit that shit because, mm-hmm. first of all, he was shady for not letting the people up to that big-ass church when the flood came yeah, through. Yeah, that was weird. That was Because you a whole pastor. This is this, this is, is what you are meant to do. To help. But her, you sure yeah. going to come back whenever it's over and asking for that 10% in tithes. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of like, Joe Austin done did a couple of things that make him iffy anyway. So it's just kind of like, and it's so sad because I feel like so many people love him. Yeah. But I've always been like I said, I'm always a little weary of mega church pastors anyways. But that six hundred K being a while, it was getting very much Ozark and I was like, Yeah. That nigga yeah. definitely put that in there. <laughs> yeah, somebody did that he somebody knew. He did. knew it was in there if he didn't put it in there. He definitely knew it was in there. Or it's something fishy yeah. definitely going on. So next, um, Tiana Taylor and Iman did the little family shoot. I think it's for Skims. Yeah, it looks great. It was first of all, um, What's her daughter's name again? My Junie. Junie was serving. She had her yeah. little braids. She's so beautiful. She's so pretty. She looks, she like, looks like, looks like both, of them, both of them. But yeah, she's literally yeah. her her mother's daughter. So cute. But that photo shoot, it was given very much black beautiful black, love, black, black family. family. It was good seeing like two black people together. Because I feel like sometimes like when you do look at celebrity Men, men with women, with... they go for the ambiguous looking yeah, women. I was just say or that. the not the exotic look so it's like sometimes you don't really see them with an actual like brown black a brown black one or even it's just a black woman Mm -hmm. in general so it's just kind of like okay it's like she either so damn light-skinned that she damn near look white or it's like she has a lot of white features but Mm -hmm. she's mixed. like i said the ambiguous look and then you have your exotic not and a lot of them go for the same type of looking girls the bbl same surgery face obsession like yeah because i like i feel like i'm gonna talk about this one day on the show just mm-hmm. like i call it the bbl epidemic because <laughs> it's a lot because y'all so many clients come to me that's what they oh be like i'm gonna try you before i go there i'm just like what before i go there i'm just like oh my goodness but i feel like that's why because just we'll get into it later yeah, ain't nothing wrong with having a BBL. There's nothing sure. wrong. No, it's I'm, just not, a, I'm not surgery shaming, but yeah, it's just like... We just see a, a trend, A trend of, of, like, people wanting to look a certain way, and you don't have to look like that. to to. But it's like, why do you want to look like that? Yeah, and I feel like social media has a big effect on it. it also, does. just, like, men. Men. And I feel like if you... Mm-hmm. Which, I feel like even if you don't really realize it or not, you might 
a man's opinion of you might be more important than you actually then you think wanna, it when, is. Then you want to admit. admit. Yeah, I so I like, think, because yeah. I know, for me, I always joke about getting my boobs done, but it's just like, that's, I know that's genuinely for me. Mm-hmm. Not for a man's approval, though, but it's just kind of like, where's the, the wanting of the surgery stemming from, mm-hmm. I guess, if that makes sense. So, like I said, we'll talk into we'll that later. later yeah. But I had just noticed a a trend. I or see a, it all the time. Yes, it's kind of. Like, I'm not gonna lie to you. Like when you follow like the little news pages, and they're like, "Oh, so and so is in a new relationship with an IG model." All the girls look, look very the fucking similar. same. They literally look the same, and I'd be like, "The same look, the same aesthetic, same literally the same aesthetic." So it's just kind of like seeing. I love seeing Iman and Tiana because it's two brown people together. They got brown kids. Like babies, black love. I love seeing Natural. like black love. Yeah, so it's just kind of, I love seeing mm-hmm. it. But the photo shoot was really good. Everyone was serving. I like the little picture. Um, What's the the youngest baby? What's her name? Rue. 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 Like they was tossing her in the air and she was like turning her body like, ah! <laughs> like yeah, she was posing. Cute. She was giving. Okay, next. Tristan Thompson is a whore. That's Literally. what it says on my title. Because he has another alleged baby on the way. It's so, the alleged for me. It's like, even if it's not yours, you still was doing stuff. So, apparently, I'm going to double check this. I'm pretty sure the girl who was saying that he's pregnant is his, was it his trainer? His or trainer? His, his assistant? His yeah. <laughs> yeah. I said, ch- oh my goodness. Yeah, alleged mother. Still, Tristan Thomas Child. Does he still play right now? He said he was, okay, so she Did he still play him, sports right she now? She added him on some texts. He said he was going to retire. Yeah, because what are you doing? Because people say, we know more about your bullshit than the, you actually yeah, what are basketball. Your what are your stats? Because <laughs> it's given, I don't know any because, because I don't know if you just be doing shit. You're a whore. <laughs> You're a whore. Literally. Yeah, so yeah, Texas woman alleged that she's, oh, yeah, because um, it was something about He's like. embarrassing. He was saying something about some law in Texas. I, let me find these screenshots, bro. That of she, him? No, oh, she, uh, she put she put some screenshots of him saying some something crazy. He to must have pissed her off. I feel here like we one, go, here we go, here okay, we go. Okay, read it to us. And so uh, he he threatened her over child support. Hold on, real quick. You know how I feel. My feelings haven't changed at all. Won't be involved at all. By the mm. way, if you think having this baby is gonna make you some money, it's completely wrong. You are aware that I'm retiring after this season. So in terms of support, it will be whatever is required monthly for someone who's unemployed. It's Texas. So it will only be a couple of hundred dollars. So you better off taking this 75K I'm offering because you won't get nothing near that with having a kid with a father who's unemployed. All you will have is a baby with a father who has zero involvement with a child and a few hundred dollars of child support a month. I feel like there's a special place of hell for him right now. It's getting he prepared. is not shit. He literally ain't. Where's I saw a picture of what she looked like. Y'all, I I forgot which it's so many of these little pictures. But it's just like just stuff. why are you having children? First of all, he's still with uh he he's with uh Chloe again. No, they're they are they're still together. Oh well they got back together. He's embarrassing. But there's he's embarrassing as fuck. And my thing is with her, I'm still Why don't we cancel Jordan? Well, I didn't cancel I didn't Why did y'all cancel, I didn't cancel Jordan Woods? Why did y'all cancel Jordan Woods? I didn't cancel Jordan Woods. First of all, she's prospering in her happy relationship. So She's with the. She is. I yeah, know, I'm just like, like we y'all knew, really we knew it was him the whole time. And when, remember when she came on Red Table Talk and was like, he was the one that was going yes. to her. And she was like, now wait a damn minute. And then everybody just went after her. And I, I feel like it was just easy to go after, after her, her because it always be like that for yeah. some women. Yeah, like of course they want to blame the woman instead mm-hmm. of the man. But it's just like, since have you not learned your lesson? Because okay, with that, 
Then there's been other there's been other, other proven yeah. allegations of him cheating. Now he got a whole baby on the way. And I'm just I think like when he, when he cheated on her that one time, she was like, because it was like on the show. Mm-hmm. That show they got. Because I seen like a clip of it online. And uh, I guess she was like having her baby, if and have her baby. And he at the club with, yes. her, with, with women and stuff. And it's just like, she literally is pushing your child out. This is what or about to say. This is what you're doing. Yeah, he's not. He's terrible. Shit. So my thing is, I don't wish that on no woman. Exactly. Like, but it's just kind of like, I really hate the way they came at Jordan. And I feel like they didn't even try to give her the benefit of the doubt to talk it out or, hey, what happened? Mm-hmm. They just kind of isolated her. And then, of course, you know how and Kylie was besties. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, of course, Kylie probably was like, I feel like I have to do this yeah. because of my sister. But um, I feel like they didn't give her a chance to say what she had to say. But... You ignored that nigga for a little bit and got right back with and got back with him. Cool, y'all got a child together, whatever. But it's just have you heard like, of co-parenting? Literally, and I just feel like she be giving him hella chances, but you couldn't give this person even the time of day to say anything she's, to she's defend themselves. She's like, canceled, and I was I again I did not cancel Jordan when she because because we know I how niggas be. It's just kind of like. And she, but also he has a history of the shit being, that he do. Yeah. So I'm confused on. I just feel like at that moment you just. Decide to be goofy. It's embar- and you blame it on another woman. Yeah. But it's, I feel like at the same time, it's probably also, I'm not giving her no grace. Yeah. But I feel like it was probably hard for her to process. Just imagine if that happened to you. Yeah. It's just like, you're going to like, people just do weird shit. When, when they, they upset. When, when they upset. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, he got a baby on the way. And clearly he, first of all, 75K. Literally, nigga. I'm showing the court all this shit. <laughs> okay. And I guess like first of all, y'all. Look, so he said he. I'm gonna print that shit out. You know, Judge Judy. They yeah, take it out. I do the folder, that. and then they showed up on the yes. screen and stuff. Exactly. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna take the uh, that proof to court. Yeah, like, so you gonna give me some more? This is literally your child. I cannot believe that some parents like would sit there and say that stuff. First about of all, your child. Nigga, this is on you. If you was gonna cheat, you should have been more careful. Literally, you dealing with the let's cheat. If you gonna you, cheat, let's cheat smart. And you, Come on. and you mad because. This is your. This, this is, is the this consequences. Is that, this is what happens when you have sex with people. What? This is a whole human being. This is a whole human being choosing to like neglect because you're your own fucker. Yeah. That does not mean that that child does not deserve, deserve a father. Lo- exactly. Or deserve a father because you decided to step out on who you was with. You're to, saying and had that a kid your child else. is worth seventy five k. Literally versus the unconditional love. Child, that's what I'm saying. It has to be a special place. Again, we know him more for the like bullshit that. he be doing versus him actually. I don't even know what team he's ever played for. <laughs> but you know, I don't, I don't so what are your stats, sir? Because so far, all I know it's is your horror stats. <laughs> That's all I know. You be out here just doing shit. Again, it's just like, it comes to, and, I, I understand maybe he cheated once, she took him back. Okay, but, whatever. But it's just like, it's a continuous. He yeah. does the same shit. I feel like every couple of months you hear him about him doing yes. some whatever the fuck shit. And then you get on Instagram and I don't give a fuck what you're talking about. At this point, I'm looking at you like, sis. Boo-boo the fool, fool. You, you are boo-boo the motherfucking fool at this point. Because I'm just like. It's giving we should cope. I feel like the worst thing that you can do is give your partner an STD from cheating or, or a having baby. a baby on them. I feel like those are the two worst things you do. And I feel like those are like. Or cheat on them when they're having or in labor. Yes, that too. Like <laughs> For me, that would have been the. Those are the three things that are I like so completely unforgivable for me. 
So it's just kind of like a baby. I don't want to say unforgivable. I will forgive you, but we're co-parenting. Oh, yeah. Well, what I mean yeah. is like unforgivable in a way we're not going to be together, together like type thing. Yeah, of course, over time you forgive people, yeah. but that is we're not going to be together. So those are the things for me that I'll be like, it's it's a hell no for me. And mm-hmm. lastly, I want to talk about, do you know, have you been seeing stuff with London on the track, baby mama, Ebony, please the light-skinned please girl? for me. Okay. So I think I talked about this on one episode. Yeah, when, I know oh, she's like, she always talks about something. Remember I was, yeah, she always talks. So she's still talking about something. Remember I told you she got offended because uh, oh, the song about a yeah. song. And it was like, she then she tried to call out Cardi B about, uh, you know, when she did yeah. like a little interlude she, or something like that. Is she not proving their point right now by being weird? She's pressed bitter. Yeah. Bitter. bitter. The song Bitter says, you need to stream it over and over again and let's connect it. Because, bro, she unprovoked. I've seen this. That's so... Do you know what um, BMF is? It's like a show. Yeah. Yeah. So it was this picture of Summer with her natural hair I out, no her makeup. Bro, yeah, a little and, baby uh, Oh, girl, unprovoked posted this on her story and it says Summer out here looking like me from BMF. Un- unprovoked. He's cute though. Like, it's, but it's just kind of like. <laughs> she was trying to she, be shady. She trying to be shady and funny and talking it's about nice. her. And then she said, I'm going to start out by saying this. If you don't like what I post, hit the exit button. All that reporting me isn't necessary. The internet is big enough. All we got to do su- do is summer. Keep that long nose and long ears on your side. And I'll stay on my little side. What? At this point, she arguing with herself. And I'm not going to lie. This site, London on the track, uh, DM'd it. It was like, stop attaching my fucking name to that <laughs> shit. And they literally responded back. It was like, isn't that your baby mama? Didn't you procreate with her? <laughs> it's, uh, this is on, it's on site. That's the like... That's blog, but, but yes, I'm literally laughing because not him being like, said, look, I think they addressed it in the caption as like, oh, yeah, like London on the tracks, baby mother, Ebony. Like, so yeah. he was just like, don't tell me. And they was like, is that He's not saying your baby nothing to do with me. That's the only reason why they know her. Mm-hmm. And then she posted something saying your turtle head ass. <laughs> no, your, your big turtle what? ass head sat up here and told Mrs. Musty all my <laughs> business singing about I live in section eight. And got your folks texting, talking about sending her back over in the slums. London, Damn. you all about that money, but you're a poor individual. Then, unprovoked, posted um, Summer again and talking about her nose. We're comparing it to, like, Michael Jackson's nose when he got, like, you know how his nose used to yeah. be, like, bigger? Being a, a hateful-ass bitch. And then Summer Walker posted Bitter. Just a, just a screenshot of Bitter. Narration by Cardi B. And then um, she's like literally proving the point. She is so miserable. I swear, every day I get on here and I see her unprovoked. T- and then she did some BS post like I'm choosing peace. And <laughs> after I'm you cause hell and havoc on unprov- earth, <laughs> but my thing is, she's been doing this for a while, and I'm so confused. It's like they're not even. They're not. Summer together. isn't a whole. She has her, another, that, that nigga named Tatter on her face. Literally, <laughs> she, not she is not worried about London. I She's also think worried. she could possibly be bitter that they got a kid together too. Yeah. I think it's like a sense of jealousy. Also, ain't no telling. You know, and that's why I choose not to deal with niggas with baby mamas. You never know what they they telling their baby mama. Mm-hmm. Like he could be saying some sweet shit in her ear or whatever like that. You never know. But she, I feel like she was probably just. I think she was the more most recent one mm-hmm. before summer. I believe so. So that could be a reason why she's just like, oh, this is the next girl. You know what I'm yeah. talking about? Like, oh, the next baby mother. They got to be, care- be careful who you choose to be a baby daddy. Honestly. Okay, please, because niggas is stupid. Literally. But also, yeah, it's just about the drama 
that come with them sometimes, like type thing. But she really be coming for her, and I be so confused. I be like, what is it? she probably don't have nothing else to do? Honestly, I think she just want to be relevant. It probably makes her followers go up and stuff. And you know, also seeing yourself in the blogs and yeah. like, I feel like she, I think that she think that make her famous or something yeah. like that. And it's like, so maybe she making money getting brand deals off of that shit, or maybe like. Oh, if y'all pay me this, I'll give y'all this news yeah. that I know about. Them. Or some, you know, you never know what people's intentions are. But I just feel like it's jealousy at the end of the day. Summer has a successful career. I think mm-hmm. her album went like number one. Yeah. Or it was streamed a lot. So it was, like, it was really you successful. Comp- literally compete with that? You're just bitter. Literally. Bitter. I can't believe she tried to cover Cardi B. That She does not know who you are. She literally. Also, people are stupid. Music is inspired by. Yeah. Things that you've experienced in real life, or th- it's not even something you had to experience. It's like, it can be what other she people. She did not specifically say your name, but it's giving like <laughs> you <laughs> like. I feel like you you feel like it's about you because maybe something is true. Exactly. Maybe she should go to therapy. It will help her like work through some things because <laughs> I don't know why people <laughs> <laughs> we get on the internet, you know, and just like uh, once again, like real quick. <laughs> you okay? <laughs> Okay, we'll pause. <laughs> it's okay. We're almost done anyway. I hate when that happens too. You got a cough. So you can't itch. Okay. I'm ready to go. Sorry. Okay. I, f- I forgot what we're talking about. What we're we talking about? People being bitter online. Yeah. Sorry, y'all. Um, my sinuses and allergies been bothering me really lately, so. He takes more medicine. But yeah, people just be weirdly jealous. Or I think she's just jealous, if we're being honest. And like I said, most people, they, music, they don't have to experience themselves or stories that they write. Creativity mm-hmm. does not have to come from you personally. You can watch other people experience mm-hmm. You can see a stranger experience it. But everybody something. know what a bitter baby mama, like, be, like what that would feel like. Yeah. Like you dealing with another bitter baby mama like, or a yeah. person, just like you can interpret it. Yeah, we all seen people in like yeah. baby mama, baby daddy like situations and things of that nature. So I don't know. She annoying me. I get tired of seeing her every other day randomly on my explore page, popping I'm up. Glad her, talking that about I never summer. see that on my explore page. She just be. I'll be like, she obsessed with her at this point because you really be talking to yourself on the internet. Like you're not getting a response. No one's talking back to you. Mm-hmm. You just on there unprovoked. And then I don't like how she was trying to talk about her black features yeah, either. That's weird. So and apparently she is this, a. The girl, I think the girl, she's, I think she's mixed, I mm-hmm. believe, but because people, because um, I think Tammy had gotten the comments on one of them. Who's and Tammy? What, I mean, no, Tim from um, not Tammy. What's her name? From uh, Best Buy Wives. Oh, Tammy Roman. Okay. Yeah, Tammy. Yeah, this was like Tammy. I couldn't think of her uh, last name, 
But she got in the comments and was like, she's tired of like people coming from like trying to insult black women. Yeah. Under, like the way they look. look. And make because like she had her natural that hair. Shit from. Yeah, you know, so she yeah. had her natural hair out. And then the girl was like, oh my God, she's so stupid. I'm black myself. Like, I think she was saying her mom was black or whatever. First of all, but don't you know help, you, <clears throat> you lighter. Unquote, aesthetically pleasing. You lighter. You possibly mixed. Like, yeah. come on, sis. Like, she knew, she knew exactly what she was doing when she was saying when she said it. That shit's not funny. And then yeah. trying to talk about like her nose, her hair, the way she looked. I feel like, like I would never, I don't care how mad I am at another black woman, black man. I'm not going to say, oh, your nose is big. It's just really giving Uncle Ruckus. It's giving anti black. Yeah, yeah, Uncle Ruckus. It's giving vibes. self hate. It's just giving like, Tobias. It's yeah. giving self hate. <laughs> like, and I feel like it's very obvious. You, We know we're not supposed to say that shit to each other. I just feel like you just, no one's laughing with you. Yeah. At this point, you look stupid, sis. So I feel like she just do whatever to stay relevant. But yeah, I'm tired of her ass, like, for real. Get a get a, a life. Get a clue. Shit. Tired of you. All right. All right. Ready for beauty? Yes. So. I actually have beauty today. Oh, I know yeah. I'll be slackest sometimes. Okay. What you got for me in that game? All right. So I just want to say that we should normalize paying for convenience, right? Mm-hmm. So I was telling y'all last week that I needed to get my hair done. So I took my locks out which was a very terrible experience, mm-hmm. but they, they, they got out. Um, but I went to this girl, her Instagram is at the curly fairy. So it's curl fairy. So at, oh, the, at the like curl. the dot curl fairy. Okay. So I went to her, she's like a natural hair care specialist, like, mm-hmm. like a stylist. So it's in Carrollton, um, Texas. And her shop is so cute. She was so sweet. She made good conversations, but she basically uh, washed my hair. Let's and she it. gave me a twist out. Y'all can kind of see. Yeah, it's the, the, definition twist out, the definition is definitioning. But basically, like, of course, what I was saying was normalized paying for convenience. I can wash my own hair. Mm-hmm. I can tw- do a twist out on my own hair. But it's going to take me some time. It took yeah. her two hours to do what takes me, like, literally two days. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when you have natural hair, it is, like a mental and physical yes. experience. It's not just like it's a simple a job, like bro. bam bam I'm done. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a, I already told you I had a rough week like after having food poisoning. I've been having that, I had that protective style in for like 6 to 8 weeks. Mm-hmm. My hair dirty. My hair matted. I just need somebody to help me mm-hmm. because I mentally feel like I don't want to do that shit right now. Yeah. So, I literally paid her I think $65 for her to do that paying for a convenience wow. versus me like stressing really myself out trying to do my own hair when i knew i didn't feel like doing it and so i feel like ever since i've been natural it's been so hard for me to find somebody to do your hair mm-hmm. as a black woman it's like it, it, i feel like everybody is getting braids getting wigs yeah and then what about the girls that wear their fro it's just like yeah. i how do you find a stylist yeah. to help you and out of with course yeah thing. you have youtube but for me personally like, I love that YouTube is so big in, mm-hmm. for natural hair, but I feel like all those women are more so talking about their experience, which yeah. I love, but it's been very hard to find. So It's going to be hard to find someone exactly with the hair type as you. When you yeah, think about so, type your hair is so unique. and yeah. porosity, stuff like, it's just stuff that, like, people who are specialists in this area, mm-hmm. they know, and I just, I'm going to her from now on. Yeah. And she basically she asked me what my goals were, and so she was literally going to help me, like, we out trying to do with my hair. She's going to help me get it there the best way she can versus me looking up a thousand YouTube yeah. videos. And like I said, those women are talking about their experience. But if yeah. you go to someone who who knows, I with, guess, the science, the, yeah. the science behind it, 
That makes I, sense. I love it. So yeah, I'm glad that you found her. I'm glad it worked. So out. we'll put her at because I told her I would mm-hmm. put her at in the show notes because I mean Carrollton is not that far from like the yeah, DFW. The it was like Fort yeah. Worth. It took me like 30 minutes to get there. I didn't mind going. And like I said, good conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I felt comfortable. She took her two hours to do my hair. She does. Uh, by the way, like silk presses. Any twist out that you want, like she'll wash your hair and she'll do whatever twist out you want. She does blowouts and trims. Um, she even does twist outs where if you want to bring hair, she can add it in. Mm. So she literally only does natural. I mean, she can do like, you know, yeah, the other stuff, thing. but like she literally specializes. specializes in like doing Which I people's feel like natural hair. It's a little harder. I know one thing that has kept me personally from going into somebody doing mm-hmm. is finding somebody that I feel like can do my hair type. I feel like you see a lot of straight up like 3A through straight up 3C cuz I got like mm-hmm. a combo 3C for A but I feel like my 3C is 3C for is is thicker yeah. than like you know you'll see like cuz that like thickness, texture, things of those natures, curl pattern is not the only thing, thing that, that matters. matters. Yeah. Like some two people can have 4C hair and someone's 4C is really thick. Someone is four, very fine. Mm-hmm. Like there's different things. So and I feel like for me, my, down for me, my 3C hair is more thicker than like what I actually yeah. see. So I see, I don't see anybody that's in the area or I feel like it's a lot of mixed girls or a lot of non-black yeah. girls that are going. So it's kind of, I know that's one thing that has kind of kept me away just because I was like, okay, I'm not seeing no type four. I'm not seeing no girls with thick hair on hair and it's like if they are they're getting their hair straightened i'm yeah. trying to see you style and someone's I, natural I liked, you know I like that her. she literally did a porosity test on my mm-hmm. hair and she was like okay i'm gonna use these products i have i feel like based on your porosity this mm-hmm. will be really good for a definition mm-hmm. and she was like i'll uh, let you know what they are so if you want to start using mm-hmm. them you can she asked me what products i use so she can take a look at them like she really is passionate and invested. That's she's good. not the type of stylist that's trying to do your hair, get your coins, and get and then, you out the yeah. chair. She's trying to spend time with you and really figure out what we need to do. I love that. I'm, I love I'm that because it's very I'm honestly, it's rare. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. Because I was like, when you do find natural stylists, they're doing a very specific mm-hmm. hair type. I'm not going to them folks yeah, to she touch do my everybody. hair. So, and that's like that's what I if I'm going on your page, I need to see some type of variety. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing. The three B girls everywhere, yeah. and I'm just like, and ain't nothing wrong with having three B hair, but it's just kind of like, good lord, like, where's somebody that's doing tighter textures yeah. or thicker hair, you know, things of that nature. So I'm planning so, to go to her like every month, and let's I see. Think it. I'm gonna check her I'm out. Do is a perm rod set. That would be cute. So I'm that excited. That would be cute. <laughs> I love it. Okay, so for me, um, I just got like a little makeup, not even a makeup tip. Yeah, makeup tip. So for me, um, something that I love to do, which I don't have on today because I ain't have time, but just uh, if you, especially because it's holidays, if you mm-hmm. want to kind of give your soft glam like a pop or a cute mm-hmm. holiday touch, do a white underliner. I love white underliner. I got yes. that from you. Yes, I love a white underliner because one, I feel like one white underliner makes your eyes look brighter. So this yeah. is really good for maybe if you have slanted eyes mm-hmm. or um like smaller eye shape. If you want to make your um because you know you can put on lashes, got smaller eyes, it can kind of overtake your eyes mm-hmm. a little bit. If you want to open them up a little bit, do some white liner. It really makes your eyes pop, make you look more like alive. I mm-hmm. guess if that makes sense, but it really brings out I your like eyes. It. Also during just like the holiday season. Just a white liner. But even you can do like a cute little touch of um, what I would do is like the other day we had a Christmas party, had a white liner, but I did like a little pop in the corner of green. 
just to like give it a holiday mm-hmm. look. So you don't have to when it, I feel like when it comes to holiday makeup, you ain't gotta do these exaggerated Christmas sh- trees, sh- and shadows, and things like that. Eyes. You can give it like a simple. Because me, I'm not gonna do all the extra mm-hmm. this one. I've kind of grown out that point with my makeup. I kind of keep it more of a neutral. I give it cute pops. That's more mm-hmm. of where I'm at right now. But yes, just during this holiday season or even in general, but it really fits right now because mm-hmm. it's Christmas time. You can do a white liner and then do a pop in the corner. Mm-hmm. Also, don't be afraid to use blush. Oh, by the way, the white liner I that I blush. use is the Sephora brand one. Mm-hmm. Literally, I I like the uh, the pencil ones, but I get the Sephora one because it glides on easily. You have to be careful for the ones from like the beauty supply and stuff because when you sharpen it, you have to do a lot to get it to show up. So I like the the actual Sephora like brand one. But uh, don't be afraid to use blush as well. Blush is a you good way to... You put me on to, blush too. Okay, because I feel like... I'm not going to lie. I feel like sometimes as a black girl, you're kind of scared to use yeah. blush. But that's more of figuring out the colors that you like seeing mm-hmm. on yourself. So blush is just not like this bright pink. It's so many different Pinks shades. Shades, shades yeah. reds. They they got like orange tinted brushes. They have more brown tinted ones, purple ones, red, pink. They have different shades mm-hmm. of blushes. You just got to kind of find the one that really yeah that fits you so don't be afraid to use blush just get you a good brush that goes along with it it's just figuring out how to apply it best that's on Mm -hmm. your face and not like overloading it but just finding the color that's for yourself but blush is another way especially during this holiday season gives you like that cheeky like cute Mm -hmm. alive vibrant look because maybe if you might feel like your makeup looks a little dull put some blush on blush really Gives that warmth back into yeah, your face after contouring and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. I don't do a lot, mm-hmm. and so that's kind of like those two things you just said um, helped me like kind of step my makeup game up because mm-hmm. I know I'm not I'm not gonna contour. I will do it, but it's not a great. Yeah. It's not a lot. So I like that. Literally, I feel like helped me, like make me feel like honestly more cute and more yeah. beautiful because it's just like and it's super easy to do yeah once you figure it yeah. out like once you find out a color because mm-hmm. remember i gave you like one of my blushes yeah because i was like i feel like this would look really good on did. your skin tone so it's just figuring so I like, out i like um, that touch yeah it gives it like a aliveness mm-hmm. to it like a brightness to your face it kind of just gives that warmth back mm-hmm. into your face so if you feel like you then did your setting powders and put out and you're like dang my face looks so dull try some blush and um my favorite blushes are from Milk Makeup yeah. because they're the stick makeup of uh, the. They like the stick literally one. melt in your skin. Yes, and that's they blend really mm-hmm. well. I don't like uh, like the powder blushes really. They literally I like just sit on top, top of your, of your skin. Face, yeah. But when you do the milk, what I usually do is I kind of get it on a brush, and I, or you can literally put it on your face and then blend it out. But it it's a cream based mm-hmm. blush, so it blends so well. And they have so many different colors like I, they sent me a pr package with like 10 different ones i was like yeah man. i was like thank y'all thank you milk makeup send me some more but mm-hmm. they i like them as a makeup brand in general they bronzer sticks is the same mm-hmm. way they got a lot of cream based things so um but yeah try some blush you know if you don't want to go ma- milk uh it's not like just super super expensive you don't want to spend the money on it you can try and find some other ones just seeing what's best for you personally i like milk because it's cream based mm-hmm. it glides better same with the Sephora um, eyeliner. You can try other ones, but I just like it because there's Glide mm-hmm. really well under the eye versus I have gotten one from Beauty Supply. And when you sharpen, like I said, it just like it hurt. It gives it has actual more of like a writing pencil yeah. type it's vibe to it. It's giving color pencil for sure. Yes, yeah, more like a color pencil versus a makeup mm-hmm. pencil. And that's why I like Sephora. Sometimes ain't nothing wrong with drugstore and uh, Beauty Supply because I don't got plenty of stuff. Okay, yeah. That's where most of my lip glosses come from besides this Fenty one and things like that. And um, But... 
some things I do spend coins on just a little bit more because I know that the finished product is going to look mm-hmm. bomb. So, yeah, try, try a pop of some white liner, you know. And also the product recommendation that I want, it's a super simple product to add into your skincare, is the Tula Rose and Glow Get It Cooling and Brightening Eye Balm. So it is $30. It lasts a really long time. The stick that I've had, I've had so long, like, mm-hmm. and I got like two more in there. Cause like just from PR did it mm-hmm. to me, but it lasts such a long time because it's not a bunch of product that you need. So basically, it has um, cat. It has a hyaluronic acid eye balm. Uh, now with even more enhancing ingredients, it instantly hydrates, cools, and helps reduce the look of fine lines. It has superfoods in it: caffeine, uh, watermelon, rose water, rose. But it basically the caffeine helps like with the dark eyes. Mm-hmm. So what I like to call it is almost like skincare makeup. So you can use it for under your eyes if you, you know, uh, have dark eyes. And this is a way that I keep my eyes from being dark underneath just because I do. My sleeping habits are kind of weird and I I do tend to be up late and things like that. So to prevent, I do like my work to prevent from getting bags and things like that under my. I feel like we all got like a little Mm -hmm. darkness under our eyes naturally as people. But I like putting it under there. I also put it on my like nose, Mm -hmm. like highlighter, and I put it in my places where I highlight so it's almost you can use it as skincare makeup as well, and it has a glow to it. I use it every day under my eyes, like concealer mm-hmm. on my cheeks and my nose, and it kind of gives your face like that glow, especially during this winter time mm-hmm. when we start using losing that color in our face. But they have two more as well to match your this that one I was just talking about kind of has like a pinkish tint, but they have um, a blue one that's probably for like people who have cooler undertones and um, they have an orange one for people who have like more red orangey undertones. I think the, that one's for people with neutral. I kind of have like an orangey undertone, but I use both. It, it really just depends on like what I decide that day or, you know, whatever I decide to use, but I use uh, both of them. But yeah, it's really good. Like I said, it's $30. It lasts forever. And that way, you can keep your eyes from, you know, being darker underneath. It helps um, It helps out with that. Also, it helps with puffiness mm-hmm. in the morning as well. That's what, like, the caffeine and stuff is for. Also, it gives your face a really good glow without you actually having to put makeup on your that's face. That's good. So, Thank you for that. Y'all should check Thank it out. Tula, yeah, Tula got hella good products. So, moving on into entrepreneurship real quick. We just kind of today want to talk about the importance of networking yeah. when it comes to entrepreneurship. So, I feel like some... Something that a lot of people tend to underestimate that's super important is just simply networking. Yeah. Like, you get a lot of opportunities in getting your foot in the door simply by just talking to people. Yeah, I agree. So, um, I know, um, for me, a lot of networking that comes in with, like, content creation and Mm -hmm. influencing and things of that nature is uh, collaborations. Mm -hmm. So, finding other like-minded people, uh, following, one, just simply starting out by following or keeping, I guess, in, like, my social media following circle, whatever you want to call it, people that kind of do something similar to what I do. And then you get the talking, and then you collab or you bounce ideas off of each other. Um, Same thing for fitness. Yeah, so I know, like, um, for me, I've gotten brand deals. If they're trying to come to another influencer about a brand deal, it's like, hey, do you recommend anybody else doing that network? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, I recommend one, two, three. And I do the same. Like, um, I just got approached by a brand deal. Hey, we're looking for more black women for this brand deal. Do you have any people? That, and I re- mm-hmm. recommended three people that I have networked with that I felt like was a good fit. Um, also, just with networking, one thing I kind of do is sometimes I have to go out my way 
to network. You don't have to do this every day. You can do like mm-hmm. little networking type thing, but something that I do is I from time to time I go to LA because influencing is really big out there in LA. And um I like will put, do like a little post like mm-hmm. oh, I'm gonna be in LA from this time and like I'll reach out to brands and sometimes they reach out to me. I come visit even if I'm not getting a brand deal off rip while I'm there, but just talking to these people, getting invited to mm-hmm. these social events just by networking or talking to these brands, then you go out there and you meet more people that way. And by that, I've been able to get brand deals off of when I went to LA and I'm visiting mm-hmm. just like a headquarters or a building that they have or something like that's how I got my brand deal with Ipsy mm-hmm. going and visiting their like studio thing. And I've got like three brand deals uh, working uh, with them, just yeah. being able to create a connection and networking out there and just other influencers as well. Like they said, they always will put you in the door. Mm-hmm. You can put them in the door. Y'all bounce ideas off of each other. Hey, did you know about this event that's going on? Girl, no, but yeah. you know, like now I do. Thank you. So networking really does go a long way in getting you out there is just you really have to actually put effort into because nobody just like everybody ain't just gonna come talk to you same thing for me as a trainer um there's a lot of like small black owned gyms in Mm -hmm. Fort Worth and I feel like we do a good job of networking we all follow each other on Instagram of course but like us seeing if they have events sometimes we'll go Mm -hmm. or vice versa they see we have something like I've had uh, a gym like a, a black woman own gym come to like my bands and brunch yes type thing and i went to like she had like a, a boot camp and i went to hers type thing and i feel like it really helps build that community of like yes. we're out here you know we all have the same goal trying to help yeah. people so it's like we're not competitors we're literally like a community yeah literally. exactly um so that and like even at the gym i work at now sometimes we like have cycling we just have different stuff so i try my best even if our members are having something that they told the gym about mm-hmm. that like i'm going there because that could be someone there like hey i need a trainer mm-hmm. you know so you just like know. trying to get to know people yeah. and just showing up to different events that um i know are happening yeah so i feel like that has helped yeah me um too. definitely networking and events go a long way mm-hmm. so for me finding events um like i said sometimes a brand uh i feel like mostly in dallas they find me mm-hmm. but when i know i'm going out of town i do actively look Literally, you can get on Instagram and hashtag LA events. You can get on Eventbrite. Mm-hmm. There's always, or you can look to see if some of your favorite brands or there's a convention or things out there of that nature. Sometimes you really do kind of have to go out your way mm-hmm. to network and, like I said, be in a. Because if you just, oh, it's just me. I'm grinding by myself. I don't need nobody. Yeah. I don't need no help. I don't need to talk to nobody. I got this. Sometimes you do. You do. And it's yeah. just kind of like people will put you on. I have learned so much stuff by networking and talking to Mm -hmm. influencers that have more followers than me that had less that's been doing it a shorter time a long time and I feel like that's the best thing about I feel like some people are scared not with influencing but getting to know other influencers thinking like oh we competition and it's like we all really trying to see each other win I've been in group messages where we helped each other out hey y'all I have a brand deal um coming up and you know i I want to charge this, but they're only offering this. What do I do about mm-hmm. it? And we're giving them advice and we're helping and we're, oh, what do y'all think about this brand? Like, ooh, you know, I when I worked with them, it was this. or no, yeah. they're a great brand. Work for them. Or you should be asked for this. You know, it's like we really do help each other out. Networking, you you learn a lot you from people. You don't know everything. You literally do not know anything. And it's like, yeah, you can go and Google shit all day, but actually talking that, to that people. That real experience, experience is going to take you way further that, than you yes, Googling something. Exactly. That real life 
asking and talking to mm-hmm. and sharing experiences and bouncing ideas mm-hmm. off with other people really will get you a long way. I Again, I have learned so much from talking to other influences of wherever they from. Like, even if we ain't met in person, just DMing or, you know, like being in chats and things like that yeah. together and just learning stuff. Or like I said, going out my way to go to events. Like when I get invited to events in Dallas, I make sure I go. And even if it's not like, you know, like, I'm going to say something that's immediately directed to me, but you never know who you'll meet there. So it's like when opportunity presents itself, like take it or always look up and see what opportunities are around. They've been a little weird on events lately just because like Corona and stuff like that. They starting to pick up a little bit more, but you know, you're going out of town, look up and see, especially if you're going to the places like LA, New York, Atlanta, where there are a lot of influencers Mm -hmm. in our Houston, Dallas, where there's an influencing area. Definitely look up what events and, network don't be afraid to talk to people and people aren't as mean as you probably yeah. think they are like a lot of people are nice they willing to they are just as excited to talk and yeah. people you might come across I feel like people everybody wants to network it's yeah like who's gonna break that ice, ice. Yeah. yeah so it's like don't be afraid to talk to people you never know who can be your next business partner mm-hmm. or who can connect you to what's meant for you in the future like you literally never know i have met other people by connecting with one person mm-hmm. and I met another person after you meet another person after that and then now y'all are doing events and you done gotten brand deals off mm-hmm. of this and you got business opportunity yeah. and things like that just people are a little bit nicer than you think I mean mm-hmm. there you know of course there's always those few people out there just like they think they better than everybody else or again but mm-hmm. don't be that I don't need nobody in one on one networking is your friend networking is literally your friend and even if you in college, network, network while you're there, too. I feel like some people really, when it comes to job opportunity in college, network, network. Like, you, again, you never know who you meet there doing mm-hmm. internships or networking professors and other students that can get you in the door. And you not necessarily should network to get a benefit of you, but you, like, again, you learn so much build relationships with, with these people that have similar similar likenesses to mm-hmm. what you like or goals like i said similar mm-hmm. goals are things that you're trying to achieve and helping each other and again people are, are nicer than what you think they yeah. are and they're just as willing to network and want to learn from you yeah. and what you've experienced as well so just be open-minded definitely be open-minded about mm-hmm. networking like you do it do it do it do it okay now lastly we have a asbev mes so someone yes. dm'd me a question quick little question so um do you have any advice on moving on from a relationship? And I'm not going to say the name. I'm just say from K. So mm-hmm. do you have any advice on moving on from a relationship? I guess I'll go first. Okay. So just really the most important thing I feel like is focusing on you. Mm-hmm. So kind of like, what do you like to do? What do you want to do? Like, what are your personal goals that you want to achieve? Because I feel like there's a lot of, of course, you're going to be maybe sad, miss yeah. that person. And there's nothing wrong with that. Don't ever shame yourself or beat yourself up for, like, missing that person. Mm-hmm. But it's it's you time. So mm-hmm. really figure out what is best for you to literally move on and be a better person. So, for example, when I got out of my last relationship, that's what held me the most. That's why I'm saying that, like, I had just got a job as a fitness trainer. I literally just dove straight in to trying to be the best trainer I could I'll focus on my personal development. I feel like it depends. Sometimes when you leave really toxic relationships, you have a lot of damage and brokenness. So I immediately like was doing a lot of self-reflection mm-hmm. and trying to figure out like my weaknesses, 
figure out where I was broken at and try to fix it. And so I journaling, like I said this before, I just literally journaled how I felt and where I wanted to see myself. And over time, like everything that I, where I wanted to see myself emotionally and mentally, it came to pass. But you got to focus on, you don't Mm -hmm. ignore that trauma, that brokenness. If like, if you left something that was super toxic, really try to fix it and fix yourself. Because you literally owe yourself that. So what I agree. About you? That was good. Um, I know for me, one thing about me, I'm gonna move the fuck on. Mm-hmm. And that's just I think that's part of me, like my character. I feel like I never too much dwell after like me and a person is like mm-hmm. we for real done. I You don't go back I don't go back I, one thing I'm not gonna do is backtrack. Mm-hmm. And that's something I always like make sure of and i stand my ground in is not backtracking because that is extreme again choosing yourself first Mm -hmm. and what's best for you and it's extremely unhealthy and all it does is cause complications mixed feelings weirdness uh just a bunch of set those a bunch of crap in the Mm -hmm. air and it's just like setting a boundary for myself which is not backtracking so one thing i would tell people Whenever you and a person break, stop having sex mm-hmm. with that person. And I think that's something that's <laughs> that's something I'm not going to do. Once we are done and I and I am done with you and I'm good on you, there mm-hmm. th- that is that is no more. And I feel like that's something that that's where complications come in cuz y'all y'all broken up, but y'all still visiting yes, each and other. Y'all, or just y'all, talking. And y'all still talking every day. And y'all still having sex. And it's just like you might as well be still together, together still, at that point. Yeah. And it's just setting those boundaries. So one thing that I always say is do not backtrack because mm-hmm. all you're doing is setting yourself up for failure. Also, you're still, there's a reason that y'all broke up and you're still mm-hmm. allowing this person, despite those reasons, allowing them to have this major access to you. Mm-hmm. That's again, creating complications and mixed feelings. I don't know yeah. what we're doing. Well, you said y'all broke up, right? And y'all said y'all not together. So why is it? I don't know. It's a, we not together, yeah. but now you're creating these complications yeah, for yourself. Tell your friends what you want. Like, have that accountability. Like, if mm-hmm. I tell you I don't want to deal with him, when I'm sad, especially let's say we go get a drink, I'm mm-hmm. getting my feelings. I just want to have my feelings. Like, I need my friends sometimes to be like, "Good, look, no, we not backtracking. Yeah. So, stop hiding stuff. Like, really tell your friends, or the friends that you can trust, you know, we talked about yeah. red flags, green flags last week, but the people you can trust, like, tell them everything that's going on so you can have some type of accountability because it is literally normal to regret. Yeah. Or, like, think, like, damn, did I make the right decision? Should I go back? Like, so it's okay to be, be sad about it. Yeah, like, there's honest. literally nothing wrong. Yeah, feel how you feel. Don't try to, like, deflect or, like, ignore how you feel. I feel like the faster you recognize how you feel, mm-hmm. you can literally get over it and move on. But if you're hiding from yourself, yeah. hiding from the truth from your friends and your family, it's like, how are you going to heal if you're not being honest about what you actually need to heal from? I agree. Being honest with yourself about your mm-hmm. feelings definitely helps out. It's okay to be sad. It's okay, it's okay to miss to, them. It's Even okay if they to miss up, that it's person. Okay to miss them. It is okay to miss that person. There's mm-hmm. nothing wrong missing a person. But again, just remembering there is a reason that mm-hmm. things ended. It it got to a point where it's so bad that things had to end. end. Remember that choosing yourself first. And I feel like remembering yourself first is always best when it comes it to moving on because what do you want? Yeah. What do you that's decide? All that matters. What are the goals for yourself? What do you see yeah. yourself doing? Don't be afraid to block. Block. Okay. It doesn't matter if they get mad at you because you have to block their number. You had to block their Instagram, their social media account. I think like 
people, an issue that people try to do is force a friendship yeah. after a breakup. You no. do not have to you be don't, friends. You don't owe that person that, access to you no more. You longer. don't. You, I, I think that's one thing I think that kind of get on my nerves is a forced friendship mm-hmm. after a breakup and you're weirdly still talking. And no, it's to okay to unfollow them, block them, delete their number. Do what you have to do for your You don't have to be friends, especially if they did you dirty. You definitely do not have especially. to be friends with Especially. Especially if yeah. they did you dirty. You do not have to be friends with this with this person. Like, mm-hmm. who said that? Who Nobody. said that? That it was required. I don't remember a book telling me that that's what you had mm-hmm. to do. Again, choosing yourself first. Who cares if yeah. they gonna be mad? They weren't mad when they were cheating. Yeah. They wasn't they wasn't caring when they were cheating or when they was lying or they was, you know, doing uh, everything being in the manipulative world to lose you. or yeah, when they was doing everything to lose you. But now, oh, they ain't they feelings because you blocked them. Mm-hmm. Who cares? So it's just like, or even if like let's say someone broke up with you mm-hmm. and it goes into moving on and just recognizing why they broke up with mm-hmm. you, you just have to accept, accept that. It. Accept and the it, truth. Accept and move the on. accept that that's their truth. And then move Whether on. you agree with, with it, it or, or not, not respect it. You respect it and then you focus on yourself yeah. as well. And if like let's say you did get broken up with because you messed up. Okay, let's do some self-reflection, mm-hmm. some self-awareness, and some realness with ourselves. It's not guilt trip, gaslight. And all this other yeah, towards this person trying to get them back to your arms. None of that. You need to do some self-reflection on what you did and what mm-hmm. you did wrong. And how can you not even be a better spouse a or better a person, person in general? For yourself. And for yourself. Yeah. Do some self-reflection on yourself. Why did you cheat? Why did you lie? What and I don't people like to be like, well, I don't know. You know why. You just figure figure it out. If you don't immediately know why, get to the root of it and figure it out and focus on yourself and And stop hurting yourself and stop hurting people in the process. Mm -hmm. Focus on yourself. So I just I feel like that's what our advice moving on. Focusing on yourself, Yourself. doing some self reflection. Find some hobbies. Surround yourself with your friends and your Mm -hmm. family. Find some interests, find some goals. Yes. And then again, self-reflection mm-hmm. and what is it that you want for yourself or where did you mess up? Yeah. And how can you because do better as a person? Do, for me, like my, my last relationship, mm-hmm. it was his fault, but I did have some, mm-hmm. I messed up too. It wasn't worth like breaking up about, but I needed to fix some things about mm-hmm. myself as well. So I'm like, I'm not trying exactly. to. Nobody's perfect. Yeah. In a relationship. Be the same person yeah. I was in my next relationship because these type of habits is not gonna it work with him but you see it ended yeah. it's not gonna work with what where I, what, what I really really would want for a yeah. partner that this shit's not gonna work so I have to work on myself and fix as it as an individual yes. exactly same with me it's just mm-hmm. kinda like I wasn't perfect in my last relationship but I did some re- self reflection mm-hmm. well like you said it may not have been something that was so wild enough to you know again it wasn't my fault you yeah. know whatever but it's like it may not have been something not wild enough but that don't mean it was necessarily good either mm-hmm. and things you have to reflect on and be like okay for myself i want to work on this and like i said if you want a serious relationship with the next person you can't do that can't like you know if you want healthiness yeah. if you want longevity in your relationship and like it to actually last so just some self-reflection some self-awareness mm-hmm. focus on what you want what do you desire what are some goals for yourself yeah. build yourself up and don't and then also don't worry about the next Next person person. i feel like sometimes we worry too much about who's next you choose you you next yeah you next you next next. and there's no like time period where you have to be i guess like single or you do or oh what after this of a breakup you know for me to waste start dating you do what What you you, please but again what you feel comfortable with doing exactly but it's just kind of like you can 
focus on yourself too in the meantime you can casually date and mm-hmm. still focus on yourself yes. you know but it's just like not trying to get the next person i or being like okay who i'm gonna be with next, next. no don't spend, worry about spend time that and singleness spend, love yourself mm-hmm. spend some time with yourself so yeah just focusing on yourself that's definitely the best way for moving on like yeah. i said i'm gonna be i'm gonna move on i'm move on i'm not gonna dwell very long because there i got worked up to nowhere. a point exactly so it's like of course like I say it can mean i'm sad or you know just kind of like dang it really sucks that you put effort into this person and it didn't work out but again i'm choosing to love myself mm-hmm. first and worry about myself this is because what a rupaul say Okay, because then you ain't going to love you. I said, how the hell you going to exactly. love somebody else? Word to RuPaul. Yeah. Speaking facts. So it's just kind of like, you can't love yourself? How the hell you going to love somebody else? Yeah. Period. You can't. So, any final thoughts? No. That was it. What RuPaul said. What RuPaul said. Yeah. One more time. Love yourself. yourself. How the hell you going to love somebody else? Can I get an amen? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay. 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 But thank you all for tuning in to episode four. Yes. We'll be back next week with more educations, more yes. fooleries, and more liquor. Bye, y'all. Bye. <laughs>